0: Cast for the fans of the 1980s show *Scarecrow and Mrs. King*. We are reunited. The Fearsome Foursome, MKC ladies, are all here and ready to talk about the season four, episode thirteen, episode promises to keep. So I'm Lexi Fima. I'm here with Taya Johnston, Jen Peterson. And our long-awaited return of Miranda Thomas. So we're so excited for all of us to be here. You can't see, but in the video, we're all doing the wave with our arms here. So Promises to Keep aired originally on January 9th, 1987. It was filmed 14 out of 22 and shown 13. For the director, we've talked about them before. It was Sydney Hayes, and they directed five episodes. This is the last one. Uh, Promises to Keep, that is, is the last one. And the first one was The Boy Who Could Be King. On to the writers. There's three of them. David Brown, Lynn Kelsey, and Lee Maddox. And we have already spoken about all three. Uh, Some of them have partnered together on different episodes. Some of them wrote some on their own. And then some of them have written all three together. So um, for David G.B. Brown, uh, he wrote seven total episodes. And then he partnered with. Lee Maddox on *The Boy Who Could Be King*, um, and then he obviously partnered with Lee Maddox and Lynn Kelsey on this episode *Promises to Keep*, as well as *A Matter of Choice*. Lee Maddox wrote seven episodes overall, as well, and then Lynn Kelsey wrote six total *Scarecrow Mrs. King* episodes. Uh, for the guest stars, there's two main ones that I'd like to highlight. First is Christopher Murray, and he has 78 acting credits. He plays Commando in this episode, and he was born in March 1957 in L.A. Uh, For some fun facts, he's six feet and three-fourths inches tall and a Pisces, and according to his IMDb, he's known for his distinct voice and laid-back, wise guy attitude. Some of his notable works are parts in Days of Our Lives, Murder, She Wrote, Jag, Beverly Hills 90210, The West Wing 24, Seventh Heaven, Mad Men, Scandal, NCIS, and Castle. Um, he was also a recurring character in two shows I watched. He played Dean Rivers for 17 episodes in the Nickelodeon show Zoe 101. And he also played Nick Newport, Sr. for two episodes in the show Parks and Recreation. He does appear to still be active. His last role on IMDb was from 2021 in a TV series called Them. The other actor I'd like to talk about is Patrick St. Esprit, and he has 121 acting credits. He plays Fortune in this episode, and he was born in May 1954. For some fun facts, he's 6'1", a Taurus, and is known by several names, including uh, Patrick St. Esperit, Patrick Lincoln, and Pat St. Esperit. Many of his roles have a men in power type trope, like military, police, that sort of thing. Some of his notable works are uh, parts in The Love Boat, Knight Rider, Matlock, Hunter for Jen, E.R., Walker, Texas Ranger, Jag, Castle, Body of Proof, House, Uh, He was a character, Peter Foster, for two episodes in the show Scandal, um, as well as NCIS. For me, I instantly recognized him as Commander Thread from the Hunger Games franchise in the second movie, Catching Fire, specifically. He was a real baddie enforcer for the Capitol. He also had some larger recurring parts, uh, specifically Saving Grace for nine episodes. Sons of Anarchy, he was 13 episodes as a character named Elliot Oswald. He was in the show Narcos for eight episodes and then finally he is still active as his current role uh, playing Robert Hicks on the TV series SWAT for 89 total episodes from 2017 to current. The last four people I mentioned briefly since we've probably already talked about them. The first is Dan Loria, and in Promises to Keep he plays Foster. He was also in Utopia Now as Rogan. Patricia Wilson plays Miss Peaver in Promises to Keep and also appeared in Vigilante Mothers as Mrs. Duquesne. J. Michael Flynn plays Burt Walker in Promises to Keep and also plays real police officer in One Bear Dances, One Bear Doesn't. And then, also, as an honorable mention, I uh, wanted to talk about Nancy Panoyer, who played TP's wife, Mrs. Aquinas. She was in the Charlie's Angels episode, The Jade Trap, as the character wife in 1978. So that's
1: what I've got for guest stars. TP Aquinas sets the stage to take down a drug lord for the death of his family many years ago.
2: I always enjoy
1: the TP episodes.
3: Yeah, you like TP? <laughs> He's is sweet. One of my I remember him on. Alice. The one with the waitress? Uh-huh. I yeah. Him on that. yeah. He was uh he was um somebody who sat at the counter a lot. Yeah, he was always at the
2: counter. I yeah. That.
3: I remember him on that. And I know a lot of people remember him from the little, the last, what is it, the little whorehouse? What is that? The last whorehouse in last Texas? Little whorehouse in last Texas. little whorehouse in Texas. Thank you. Something about a whorehouse. <laughs> yeah, it was little or it was last or something I couldn't remember, but yeah. I, I, I never saw it, but I know a lot of people remember him from that. And Okay. So the episode opens, presumably down by the Potomac. There's a, a ship that's uh, docked. And then we see a dock worker pushing a, a dolly. And then we see a DEA agent uh, from behind a bunch of crates. Um, and then he's got like, he's undercover, but he's got like this big hat that says DEA really big across his head. <laughs> right. And they're all, all you see is little DEAs all over the thing.
2: In bright yellow letters even. I, I know.
3: know. It's like neon, like, so a runner would wear. <laughs> I'm sure the lights on the truck never uh, caught the hats or anything, sure. Right. So this guy uh, seems to be running the show, but he's like, the coconut's about to drop. And he's like, now you girls stay in your seats. It's like, dude, until the nose powder is in their hands. So clearly they're expecting uh, some cocaine and um, they are waiting for all this to go down so that they can uh, arrest all these uh, drug dealers. A box truck opens up and a bunch of uh, guys jump out and they're starting to load things up. But then we see a uh, a limo pull up and uh, we see the DEA guy saying that uh, the the head honcho Peralta has uh, sh- just shown up. And, uh, and then another car shows up. It's like an old looking Mercedes. And uh, we recognize the person as T.P. Aquinas antiquarian so we do have the script this is the shooting draft dated november 13th of 1986 and uh in the script it's not raymond peralta it's raymond perez Hmm. so they've changed his name in here and they also mr jordan's name uh was uh in the script was originally nash nash (laughs)
1: jordan
3: his name was like mr nash oh it's once again, they keep repeating names. It's like, oh, let's go to the box, you know, that we have of of <laughs> names that we're allowed to use because they've used Jordan in season two with Murder Between Friends
2: mm-hmm.
3: when Amanda quits the agency and goes to work for Mr. Jordan, right? So... He wasn't a bad guy, but definitely. I mean, it's like they just have this very small little box of names that they're able to 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 pull from uh, for these names. It's hilarious. People in
2: the script room, those that these people, and so they're like, you know, what I feel like killing
4: such and
3: such today. Yeah, but in the script they actually had different names. That's my point. But once once they go to film, it's like they are forced to use these same names again. You know, like Alan, they always use Alan, and they always use you know. Stuff like that. Well,
1: why would they be restricted? That's the
3: that's what I'm wondering. Like, if let's say there's a there's a bad guy named Raymond Perez, maybe or maybe there's a not a bad guy, maybe there's a a guy, a famous person named Raymond Perez, and they don't want to, you know, get a lawsuit or something over it. I guess that was that's my only thinking.
1: That makes more
3: sense. And so instead of having to go through all the legal red tape of, you know, going oh, okay, we have to get this now. This new name has to get run through. Uh an Maybe they just said, Oh, we already have Jordan. We've used it before. We know we can use it. I guess. I don't know. It just seems weird. Now
2: just... I wanna look up the name Raymond Perez and see if <laughs> there's like somebody famous that is named.
3: Maybe. I it could be that's the only thing I can think of because otherwise when you wanna have some variety. I don't um, know. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah. I mean, they're all easy names. It's not like Nash and is any harder or easier than Jordan or it's
1: interesting to see how scripts go through their various yeah. iterations of changes
3: and why mm-hmm well I definitely have scripts original scripts that have like it looks like a rainbow you know because they had so many iterations to it so you can see like what's pulled you know they have X's at the top of them like this this page is is pulled we're not using this and then it has the new and then each each iteration has a different color of script Page, you know, so you have pink and blue and green and yellow and canary, you know, like all those colors, anyways. So, you there are some that we have that you can kind of see the different iterations, but this one I have no idea. It's just one time they liked it, one time they didn't. So, what in the heck is innocent, sweet, goofy TP doing there in the middle of a drug bust?
2: It's funny to see him smoking a cigar though
3: on TV, (laughs) yeah. But, I mean, it's not like this show's ever shied away from cigarettes. Dr. uh,
2: Smith.
3: With Dr. Smith, but, yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. TP walks over to the limo and gets in, uh, and then the DEA agent is taking lots of pictures, and they get a picture of Peralta getting back into the vehicle. TP's definitely, like, nervous. He knows, he must know what's going down. And so he's trying to get them out of there. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Why would he even go? Like, you're going to get... You know, you're going to get caught.
0: You're saying why would he even go because he knows he's feeding in the information. So why is he even there?
3: No, I'm saying why would TP knowingly go in? Because he's got He knows everything. I mean, right. That's that's the whole point of TP is that he knows everything that's going on. Right. In D.C. So he must know that that's going on. Why would he risk being exposed as a consultant for Peralta? When he knows that there's a DEA sting going on in, right in that vicinity.
0: I mean, what if he thinks, like, what if Peralta insisted on it? Yeah. But we don't know. And this that's why he's so
3: nervous.
1: We don't
0: know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, but it he, could be. He knows that they're, like, watching and he just he can't avoid it at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, trying uh, to I've... maintain his cover. Yeah. Plus, he's at the end of the road, so.
3: Yeah, uh, you're right.
0: Doesn't care too much
3: anymore. His end point. game. Or
0: maybe, Maybe he knew he was going to be found out, and he, like, he
3: like recognized that he needed like more help to like further it. Oh, but I, so. I, I that's interesting take. I would not have thought of that. So he's knowingly exposing himself, and not in the dirty way. Um, knowingly exposing himself to um being found out in order to get he'll he knows like he's five steps he's five <laughs> chest steps ahead. He knows like they're gonna get. Uh, somebody to help him.
2: because
3: he
0: did, he did need help with the location identification yeah for Jordan? Yeah. So.
3: did he though? Do you think he really did on that part? I know we'll get to that part, but I I was thinking about that when I was watching it um last weekend. Um I wondered like he's a research person. I mean, he's totally a research. Does he did he really need their help or was that just to throw them off later? You know what I mean? That's
0: a good point. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
3: Cause it doesn't seem like he would need that he had everything he and then uh, yeah so i was thinking about that now that you brought that up i was thinking about that on uh the other day like why would he need to involve them it was only to throw them to later throw them off the scent it seemed to me yeah
0: but he still did pick one of the locations right like they gave him three he told them one he picked another
3: one he they he gave him eight locations uh-huh. Although there were only three files when they gave it to him. they gave him <laughs> to it. <laughs> but they said, here's, there's eight of them. And then I believe, yes, I believe he took, he took one of them, but he, he threw them off the scent by going to, with another one.
0: I, I think you're right in that he could have done it all on his own, but mm-hmm. they were already in the mix anyway. And he wanted to make them feel like they had control.
3: And, and I then. think, <laughs> and also to throw them off, like I'll put them over here. And then the magic tricks happening way over here, you know? Maybe? Yeah. Perhaps. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll have to delve into that a little bit more. So yes. he's in the back uh, seat, and then we have Fortune and Peralta in, in the back uh, with him. And they have a cigar box full of cigars, and they offer him one, and he takes one. And then he's acting super cagey. He's like super nervous and, and wants, th- he's recommending them to get out of there. He's like, you could be in for an arrest uh, and confiscation of such magnitude that you could not, could make two or three of the national newscasts. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> Can you remember guys back when it was two or three, there were only like three broadcasts, newscasts? <laughs> Oh my god, I hated that. Anytime there was anything newsworthy, and newsworthy in quotes. Oh my god, and it was always on freaking Monday nights. I hated it. Hated that. Cuz it would totally interrupt it. You would and then you would get like the last fu- we're joining the Scarecrow Mrs. King already in progress. And you're like, "No!" <laughs> I hated that. Or that damn special that would come up and it would shake. Remember that? A oh, little yeah. I hated that thing every time I saw it. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jen? It had, like, it would say special and, like, rainbow colors and then it would, like, shimmy back and forth and it would go That's That's really that, was, that must have been, like, a
1: Michigan-specific... No, it was a CBS
3: <laughs> thing. No, no, it was no, a no, CBS thing. I have CBS. video of it. I will send it to yeah. you.
1: A lot of tv so who knows what okay. was happening oh i hated that, that thing that
3: the 80s. <laughs> i didn't i liked seeing that special thing when it was on you know tuesdays or wednesdays but gosh damn it it always came on monday nights and i hated it oh so frustrating because then you'd have to wait i know this is hard to believe lexi but we would have to wait until summer to get reruns because it, they wouldn't play it again that'd be terrible <laughs> yeah we didn't get yeah. them like we, you I could just binge it, them but,
0: like Like, if I missed something, she'd program the VCR for me. But obviously, you guys didn't have that. Yeah. I I don't know.
3: We had VCR. We had a VCR in, like, 84. So I got to, but tapes were, apparently, the way my parents acted, the tapes must have been $800 a piece or something, because I'll tell you, they never (laughs) let us have one. So then I ended up taping over, like, someone's wedding, (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) Hey, it was all about importance.
2: We had the VCR and we had the tapes, but the problem was it was never right. Like you could set it to tape, but it was always off because yep. they could change the programming separate from the VCR. So like now a DVR can like adjust the time. No, VCRs weren't that smart, and the programming stations would do it whenever they felt it like it. So you'd miss the beginning or the end of the show. It yeah,
3: horrible. it's it was it it was a travesty. It was very difficult to be a child <laughs> of the eighties.
1: It was traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> you had to say your recording for an, an
3: hour yeah you did and then but your tape your tape you know you had to worry about the sp or the whatever s- AP, slow play SP, yeah FLP, ep slow play. slow play and long uh super long play yeah all that oh it was traumatic it was tra- traumatic it was, either, it was either
2: a two-hour tape a four-hour tape or an eight-hour tape
3: and the eight-hour was Four crap quality of, yes <laughs>
2: The wrong one, you missed part of your show. Yep. Too. Yep. It was
1: awful. It was rough. You have no idea how lucky <laughs> you are. Well, <laughs> then God forbid your RCR eats the tape. Oh yes, yes. Then you're in real trouble. Lost many like that.
3: Him. Yeah. Back to TP here. So <laughs> <laughs> he he takes this puff of the cigar and he goes, definitely not the blend of the old Batista plantation, whatever the hell that means. He goes, not this time, Percy. I handled security myself. Fast around the course. That's that's how we go. And then, of course, they they do like the um the romantic language. Really, it's between between TP and Doctor Smith. They really get into the the flowery type words and such. Because TP says inspect your Confederate stable to find out who's been feeding the Trojan horse. So trying to talk in spy code. Exactly. You know, it's just more more poetic. I guess is the word I'm trying to, you know, it's, it's, it's not just saying, Hey, make sure you don't have anybody who's, who's Narkin, uh, you know, and, and telling secrets. Instead, it's, you know, who's, who's uh, in the stable with the feeding the, the um, Trojan horse. It's just a little more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um,
0: so it's more like pros.
3: Yeah. Thank you. E-R-O-S-E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he gets out of the car and just in time, because as he's getting out, he has that waddle. <laughs> when he walks. Mm -hmm. And um, he gets in and then the limo takes off and of course then the DEA uh, swarms in on him and TP and Peralta are gone. And then it's just a firefight at this point. And they all get away. (laughs) Way to go DEA. Mm -hmm. DC's finest. Okay. And then a super cute moment. But before we start, what do you think of Amanda's all white outfit? (sighs)
0: She doesn't look bad. I just don't love an all white outfit.
3: Yeah. Cuz all you can think of is I'm going to spill everything on That's uh-huh. <laughs> going would
2: be ruined. Yeah. Your lunch choices are limited. <laughs> yeah. If I have white
3: on it is like 100% chance I'm going to spill something on it.
0: Yeah. Mine always if I wear white it ends up looking like tie-dye by the end of the day. Unintentional <laughs> tie-dye.
2: It just never fails.
3: <laughs> Unintentional. Mm-hmm. Um I
2: like the little white sweater
3: though. I do. I think it's cute and She's got the little white sweater and then she's got a little belt and then the little uh and the if I wore that I'd have like little rolls <laughs> and it just would not look this anywhere near the same. She it looks really cute. Shoulder pads
2: is the thing that bothers mm-hmm. me.
3: Yeah. What I I don't understand like, you know it's one of those it's in the same list of leg warmers. Like who who came up with that and thought that was a great idea, you know? Like, what was the, what was the, what did that do? The
1: dancers came up with leg warmers, so that was like a real. No, I
3: meant, sorry, I meant yeah. the the fashion leg warmers. Yeah. I'll defend
1: the leg warmers.
3: Yeah. Oh, I wore them. I, I'm not, I'm not a hypocrite. I wore them.
1: I don't
0: know. I really missed my window
3: on that. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, I really missed my
2: window on that with like the broad shoulders oh. and everything.
3: You don't have broad shoulders. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I didn't need any shoulder pads to have for all shoulders. It worked out just fine for me. I tore them all out. Oh,
3: my gosh. I had them in every outfit you would have. They oh, yeah. You always had. They came in everything. My first, like, dance dress in seventh grade, huge shoulder pads, yeah. you know.
2: I tore them all. I tore those babies out so fast. As soon as I got them home, snip, 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 snip. snip. I had stacks of those things. Wow. <laughs> it, it, like, I kept them in, like, my... Dresser, like in one of the drawers of my dresser, in case I ever wanted
1: them again. But my shoulders were so big anyway. It was like, I don't need <laughs> It could be repurposed for young girls to stuff their bras at that time in their lives. <laughs> That's That's
3: I definitely didn't need that at <laughs> that age. Yeah, I didn't have that problem either. I did not. Need, I don't think any of the four of us probably had that problem growing up. <laughs> I can't imagine. We have the cute little moment of them tickling each other. So in the script, it gets, it's a little, sometimes it's a little raunchier, which I kind of (laughs) like, go figure. So we actually see Francine in the script. We see, you know, quote, see. So in the script, we actually see Francine rummaging through a file drawer inside the vault when Lee and Amanda come in. Lee uh, off camera says, I told you I'm not ticklish. And Amanda says off camera, sure you are. Everybody's ticklish somewhere. Lee yelps as Amanda apparently finds his spot. Francine is embarrassed by what she hears, but perplexed about how to respond.
2: <laughs> what spot was <laughs> it? I know.
3: Uh, they can't see into the vault. Amanda bores in another shot to Lee's ribs. Lee says, Come on, Amanda. What if somebody walks in? And Amanda says, I locked the door. And then on Francine looking around frantically for some way to make her presence known, Lee says off camera, you're asking for a retaliatory strike. And Amanda says off camera, you can't get to where I'm ticklish. And Lee says, oh, no. (laughs) I know. Lee says, oh, no. And then Lee does something to Amanda that produces a screech. Francine pushes over a stack of film cans. They hit the floor with a loud clatter. Lee and Amanda, Lee is grappling with one of Amanda's feet as, as Francine emerges from the vault carrying a file folder. And Francine says, oh, and Amanda says, shocked, Francine. And Francine says, I didn't hear you come in. It's like the mummy's tomb in there. And Amanda begins (laughs) frantically shuffling papers on her desk as Lee moves back behind his, looking for something. (laughs) And then it goes from there. How does he get to her feet? (laughs) They are cute, though, when they come in and they're like, just doing the grab ass and that's super cute so the film version is he's like I told you I'm not ticklish and she goes oh come on everybody's ticklish and then he goes what if somebody walks in and man says I locked the door and Francine's look on her face is like wait what it's like if you found out somebody at work is having an affair with you know somebody else at work you're just like what
0: not only that too but that she also used to get with him yeah I never never
3: thought of that too that's
2: more like (laughs) She can't believe he's doing it, but also with her and not, and not with herself, you know? Like.
3: Yeah, that's true. She's probably like, oh, the frumpy housewife, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And then she goes on her crusade, you know, like later on. Oh, so yes. But I have to imagine, I, I know some of it stems from jealousy for sure. Like what does Oh, this for lady sure. Have that I don't, you know? For sure. Starts yep. <laughs> here because I'm sure they never tickled each other. <laughs>
3: Well, and, you know, she also, I'm sure Francine knowing Lisa for so long, she's seen him change. It's a couple different things for that are probably going on in her head, is, in my opinion, is that she's thinking, how could he go with her, right? Because she's always, you know, downplayed Amanda's uh, beauty and, um, you know, expertise and things like that and kind of made fun of her. So she's probably thinking, oh, come on. And then he does. And she's like, wait, what, what does that do? You know, where am I then in that process? But then she's also seeing how he's changed over the years as a result of being, you know, partners with Amanda.
0: Yeah.
3: And then I think, and then first and foremost, jealousy.
0: But does she see that he's changed because she says to him, like, you know, you're she's she's a housewife from Arlington.
2: What are you doing? Like does she
3: well, really see that I, change in him? Whether she admits it or not, she has to see just like Billy sees it, you know, that he's different. But maybe it's not. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe she, he, she doesn't see it until later on. I mean,
0: only because she's so adamant about it in this episode.
3: Yeah. You know, like she, but it, it's struggling. like she she's making it like, he's going to dump you. Like, he, he he can't stay with you because that would mean because that, that, that would wrong. mean there's something wrong with all these other, you know, all of all this, this these women It only took a year special then. And I don't think she can handle that. You know? Yeah. Well, but yeah. also I would
1: hope she has a relationship with Amanda now a little bit and that she doesn't want to see Amanda get hurt. Yeah. I, mean, I hope, I mean, I hope so. Probably the jealousy
3: part and all that. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Seem
1: protective, she does. Protective of her she does.
3: She she's fear. like, you know, later she's like, stop it. You know, this is, you know, you can't do this to her. It, Amanda's different, you know, so she mm-hmm. acknowledges mm-hmm. that. So I do think yeah. you're right on there. And I, I don't think it's like as, you know, green, you know, she's not green with envy to the point where she can't, function sure, otherwise
2: incredulous like she yes yes a situation mm-hmm. francine is inherently like self-absorbed i guess yes. that's the best term yeah so i think yeah it's more in incred i can't say that word incredulity i don't know is that because a word know, like incredulity, right? incredulity right? Yeah, thank you. Oh. Oh. i always read it yeah, i can never pronounce it incredulity uh, is what i would say yeah so like she. She sees it, but she just can't believe it because it's not within her realm of her own, you know, self-image and the image that she sees forward. So, yeah.
3: Amanda can't tame the scarecrow. Nobody else could. So Amanda definitely can't, you know, in her mind, you know. exactly. But I like their little, like, I'm paused on uh, at 407 and they have the, they're both like really getting in there trying to tickle the hell out of each other. It's kind of fun. And then he gives her a look. And she's like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And then they both look like they just crapped themselves when she put, walks out. So she's down there for the Dunlap file. And then she goes to leave and she, she like looks at him, gives him a smile, opens the door and it's locked. And they're like, um, yeah, it's um, it's locked. And she's like, that is so uh, hard OK, well, really you could say, <laughs> uh, I mean, you could go, well, you know, remember a few, you, you know. Not too long ago, we had Crawford up here trying to, you know, break into the place, so it's just for security, because it's really light up here. I feel
0: like they could have sold it if someone was coming from the outside. I know!
3: coming
1: through that open (laughs) tomb. It kind of tells of, like, remember back in season three at the end there, when her and Billy were walking down the hall? Yes. She'd be like, how long has this been going on?
3: (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then here, Amanda's like, she, I, I think she heard us. And he goes, no, it's like a tomb in there. You can't hear anything. And She's like, hold on. She's like, keep talking. And she closed it. So it's just a little crack open. And he goes, it's made of two inch boilerplate. And she's like, oh, uh-huh. she can hear him perfectly fine. Now, in the script, Billy just walked in, right? In the script, Amanda stays in in the um, vault and doesn't make herself her presence known to Billy, so Billy has a conversation with Lee, though, and, and Amanda's in there hiding and she doesn't come out. She doesn't come out
2: at all? No,
3: she doesn't come out at all. <laughs> and uh, and so then, in obviously in the in this um, film version, she, she does. But Amanda gets up, moves into the vault. Amanda says off camera, can you hear me? The door opens and Billy enters before Lee can answer. Billy says, whatever you're doing, drop it and put on a dull suit. And then a beat says, Dr. Smith wants to see you at the Orion Club now. Billy hands Lee a message containing the address and password for the Orion Club. Lee's amazed. I've never been to this club. This is weird. And Billy says, this, that is a first. I've never been to the Orion Club. Nobody who has to work for a living has ever been to the orion club if he asks you to stay for lunch i hear the french dip is world class lee considers the import of dr smith's invitation as billy leaves amanda steps out of the vault and lee says amanda she goes i heard and then they cut to but in the film version we actually get to uh amanda comes out right away and he goes that's an appropriate and instead he gives he gives leah an insult and says well that's an appropriately dull suit and he's like hey and then Amanda comes out and she's like, hello, sir.
2: I kind of like, like her being inside because that's like the, the sound bit. Like if she had stayed inside, then when he comes out, the question is answered because she says, I know, I heard.
3: I heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
2: like it that way, but either way,
3: works. So now we're at the, the Orion Club and Lee and uh, Smith are playing uh, pool. And he goes, bad news, worse news. The bad news first, Geraldine Jubel. And he says she's the new head of the DEA where it is. She's a real hard nose. He goes, what's the bad news? And he goes, she's heard of you. <laughs> now the worst news, <laughs> sometimes con sometimes contact of yours from the library of Congress. And then he pulls out a picture of Peralta and TP Aquinas from that night at the, uh, docks. And he goes, uh, he fills them in on what he's, you know, he's like, Hey, I only give him, he only gives me information. So input input, Input only, meaning nothing goes, uh, you know, to him. It's all coming from him. And he said, you know, everything's under his supervision. He goes, where'd you get this? He goes, under my compote at Jubel's dinner party. Recognize the other man. And he goes, yeah, Raymond Peralta. And he goes, you know what he does for a living? He goes, yeah, he's at the top of the drug pyramid for the East Coast. So I'm a little confused. I'm, I'm hoping that Smith was kind of just making that up but is he really saying that he's he's like dating the DEA the head of the DEA because he's saying he said that uh he says Mrs. Jubel's refusing my affections meaning like oh really Does he yeah that? yeah he says that and I was like ew, like someone's dating him <laughs>
2: I think he means it in like a,
1: a associate like colleague way like that's what
3: I was dead. hoping that's what I was hoping somebody would be able to say to me like it's not really what I think <laughs> thank you Jen <laughs>
1: i think that's what they mean yeah okay all right good but
3: you never know (laughs) yeah but lee's telling him like he gets upset over a a past due library book this is not the same man you know it it just does not make sense to him right and he goes bring him to me scarecrow so i can rub him if he squeaks i'll know he's clean okay and lee's looking a little uh sickened (laughs) um and now we're down by the marina And we got Peralta and Foster and that guy, Peralta's got his hand on that woman's ass. Welcome to the 80s. (laughs) I guess. He had it like, he was full on just massaging it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's morning, apparently, because she's giving out orange juice and they're having a conversation and it's obviously they're contemplating the near bust that they were almost a part of and how this is going to reflect with their boss, Jordan. Uh, And again, in the in the script he was Nash but they're they are definitely afraid of Jordan uh and mm-hmm. they and Foster even says last time Jordan had to come here he had to name two new heads and that that's how they got to this position Better so position. you you kind of wonder I don't think they were fired in <laughs> in the sense I think they were fired like gun fired is <laughs> <It's>, you know <laughs> I'm sure they don't want him to have to come there, but they're also taking it as, hey, we're being proactive about this. Um, He should really appreciate that. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm sure he will, buddy.
2: Two things I like about this scene. One is the nickname that that TP has. They call him the Professor.
3: Percy the Professor, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then the other thing, (laughs) which I don't like, but is the sunglasses clip that he has for his glasses. Like that? Braves 80s to me. <laughs> that 80s per, that TP like, has quick yeah glasses. yeah oh my
3: gosh well you know he even says it later on he says he's charming them he charms he's it's not not so much about what information he's giving them but the way in which he gives it you know mm-hmm. that he's charming them and and that's how he got his way in uh so making himself like the professor and being all bookwormy and informational and things like that that's and the glasses i'm sure you know like the mm, mm, i'm a dork and all that kind of stuff <laughs> the
2: sweater vest the sweater vest yes <laughs>
3: yes the sunglasses
2: clip.
3: Yeah. <laughs> tp's got to be super excited right now because this is what he's wanted is jordan to come uh out of the out of hiding right and he's like trying to stoke the fire but trying not to come across like he's stoking the fire he's saying well still in all given the level of leaks and losses he'll have to come to town sooner or later and then he's like the professor's right and sooner is better for us and peralta says he'll set it up and then tp kind of gives like a a smile like you know "Mm -hmm. i'm getting you know my my plan's finally coming together kind of thing and then foster says fine
2: like, a moment of, like, a worried
3: look as they turn away from him. Like, he sort of drops his facade a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, you're right. I'm sure the, the enormity, uh, you know, uh, of this is hitting him right in the face, you know? Man, that's a lot of that's a lot of patterns going on there with TP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Isn't... Okay, so that guy, Fortune, did he play in something else, Lex? Yes, Utopia, now he played Rogan. He's that guy, remember
0: when uh Chris isn't it Chris Pine's dad? He's the
3: one who's like Oh, I know which one no 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 I guys. know yeah, I know that. No, no, no. I'm not talking about um um Loria. I'm talking about uh Fortune. Oh, the Fortune, the, the, the yeah. goon. He, did
0: he play in
3: another SMK episode? Yeah. That's what no. I'm asking. He looks like the guy that was in Flight to Freedom. Remember the guy that is stalking Lee and Amanda and then Lee taps him on the shoulder and the guy Sees him and then hits that that scarecrow straw man looking thing and then it hits Lee right in the face. He looks just like that guy.
0: I wish I could say I remember it. I'm I'm checking just to make sure. Yeah, yeah. No, he just he's just credited for the one episode. Okay,
3: he is. Okay, he looks Mm -hmm. a lot like that guy. At least at 8:52 he does. Okay, but oh my gosh, like that picture at 8:52 is so like you don't even have to know. The, the context, you just know this is an 80s. This is from the 80s. You have you have Fortune with this khaki, pleated khaki pants. You've got the multiple, you have the sweater vest and the plaid shirt uh, with the pattern sweater vest on TP. You got that cheesy 80s sweater uh, and pleated pants on Peralta. And then just to the right, you've got that bright canary yellow sweater v-neck sweater <laughs> that goes past the you know your hips you know it's so it just screams 80s I don't know
0: I like it but oh I'm not saying it's TV awful needs, I'm just saying
3: it, it's just it's very yellow, it does, 80s like,
0: that is a full
3: pattern exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it really is oh my goodness
0: and you know it's not intentional at all in like the character right is, like these were clean so he's yep on.
3: <laughs> and I, I i'm i think you're being very generous by saying these are clean <laughs> i wouldn't put it past him to be yeah. like hmm, this doesn't smell too bad <laughs> given this
0: tragic past I would not
3: yeah be surprised nice. yeah that's true mm-hmm. too yeah way to bring us down lex
0: Sorry. I'm kidding. And he's such like a like a jovial character with the sweet yeah. tooth, and then they really give him a tragic backstory. Like, but don't they always? Dramatic.
3: That's what happens, though. People that have you know that are so outgoing and so jovial all the time and making people happy, like Robin yeah. Williams and and people like that, they're sometimes like the saddest people. Very true. It's hard to believe, but it, then you. So it makes sense. So now we're at Randy's, which we remember Randy's from Billy's Lost Weekend just a few episodes ago. Yellow flowers are right there on the table, of course. Little yellow daisies Uh, and Amanda's in black, which I think this is one of the rare times. I think this is the only time she's ever worn like solid black as a as a top. Not as a dress, obviously, but like as a top. I don't remember her wearing solid black before. Yeah, I
2: don't I don't remember mostly the light colors, she's always right?
3: in such light colors, except like you know when she wears a black gown or something like that, or mm-hmm. you know, but never like just silky black. It it doesn't look bad. It just it doesn't really look like her to me. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It, it doesn't like her. grab out like in yeah. the camera, like the mm-hmm. lighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're
1: right. She looks more serious. Yep. Than
3: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not as light. So Amanda's waiting at Randy's bar, and she's having some coffee, and Lee comes up, and he gives her a kiss on the cheek, and says, "Sorry, I'm late." And then uh, he said he was waiting for TP under the, under the cannon for for a long time, and he didn't show up, and uh, and so he's filling Amanda in on his meeting with Smith, saying that he's. On, you know, Smith has him looking for a desperado. And then he's told picture and she's like, TP? <laughs> she's like, what? She goes, oh, come on. TP is a sweet man with a sweet tooth who hasn't got a mean bone in his body. He goes, well, now I can't find him. She's like, remember he followed that yellow tail something or other. <laughs> and we didn't talk to him. And he went all the way to Argentina. He goes, he's an antiquarian. She goes, and then explain this picture. He goes, I can't. So they're both very nervous. For their friend, and then she said, which again, and Jen, maybe you don't like this part so much because Amanda's saying everything I've read about him. So like she's this is not normal reading for the the typical suburban mother, right? So she's definitely coming into her own now. Uh, obviously, we're in season four. She's an agent full time and all that, but it's not something Amanda would have read a year ago right? I
1: have briefings and stuff on different.
3: Oh, I'm sure. I'm just you know, saying people. it's not a normal thing for old Amanda to be reading. So now this is one more thing where, you know, she's, she's had a gun now. She's, you know, she was uh, toting a gun and in a couple episodes ago and things like that. that doesn't we're just seeing no. that we're just seeing more of that.
1: No, that doesn't bother me. Okay. I mean, she should. I mean, it should, she should evolve
3: as well. Remember, I'm thinking back
1: very strange and
3: she hasn't done that yet uh in a while mm-hmm. uh, the last um, time was she, sour grapes for you yeah
1: yeah exactly <laughs> she kind of starts acting just out of character she can be smart and on top of things and still be in character mm-hmm. and i think she
3: still is in this one yeah no it's just it's that, it's so uh, far doesn't mean true for me yeah i'm all i was saying is like it's different for her a year ago she probably wouldn't know who Peralta is, but now she's well versed in, in all these bad guys and things like that. It's kind of interesting just to see the difference. But she's saying, you know, he's tied into all the drugs, uh, drug murders in, in the town, you know, in town. So he goes, yeah, he is, but you know something. If my memory serves me correctly, TP told me that he's on the program as a guest baker in some medieval Dark Ages banquet or something. She says, really? He goes, I know he would not miss that. And she goes, no. He goes, tell you what, I'll meet you back at the agency. She's like, all right. He goes, I'll check it out. So he leaves her, but in the script, he doesn't. So they're talking about TP and all that. And then Lee says, the waitress returns with Lee's coffee and a cart loaded with heavy duty cakes. Lee sips his coffee, continuing to, to the waitress, says thanks. And then to Amanda says, want anything? And Amanda says, maybe something light. Double butterscotch cake with marshmallow macadamia nut center and the three chocolate frosting. <laughs> That's light. <laughs> and uh, Lee smiles and nods his agreement as the waitress puts the cake on the table. Lee says to the waitress, two forks. She leaves. I've known TP for seven years now, and I thought I knew all his quirky, quirky little haunts. Okay, so it's, it's super key that he says in, in the script He's known him for seven years because in a little bit, we're going to see that it was eight years ago that his wife was, wife and son, their death uh, happens. Not to be a spoiler, but come on, it's the 80s. And then Amanda says, we'll find him. They're lost in cake for a few beats. Then Amanda says, so did you run into Francine since yesterday? And Lee says, I've been avoiding her. And Amanda says, you've been out of the office. Every time she saw me today, she gave me a look. And he goes, what kind of look? She goes, let's just say it's a look I wish I wasn't getting. She's working up to something. And Lee says, you want me to talk to her? And Amanda says, what are you going to say? And he goes, mind your own damn business. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Lee, Amanda says, Lee, that's no way to handle it. She's going to keep chewing on it until she finds out what's what, unless we tell her. He goes, tell her we're engaged. Lee leans over and kisses her. and um, and then continuing, I'd love to. I hate having to keep it secret, but I thought we agreed that's how it has to be. And Amanda says, it does. We've got to tell her something. A little white lie, a big white lie. Lee isn't listening. He's looking at the piece of dessert at the end, on the end of his fork. He goes, of course. Off her look, he says, T.P. is supposed to bake at some kind of dark ages thing. They're having a feast. He's Gus Baker. He's a student of medieval pastries. I think he wrote a book. He won't miss this. Come on he hasn't shut up about it for months. Lee puts a few bucks on the ta- on the bill and and stands. Amanda says, "Did we decide to, how to handle Francine?" He goes, "That's easy. Tell her what she wants to hear." And then they cut from there. I
0: like that little insight about the Francine piece yeah, of Yeah, me that too. They do. That they're actually
3: having a conversation. And then mm-hmm. the next scene, uh Lee, like I said uh, a minute ago, Lee doesn't go by himself to see TP. Amanda goes with him. So that's that's slightly different too in the script, and they've used this "Welcome to America, Mr. Brand," and they've used this uh, this front facade for this hotel. I'm sure you recognized it, Lexi.
0: Well, I was just gonna say in in the last episode I uh, edited, they I, I managed to bring it up this time. So I'm thinking today, like, there's no way in hell I'm bringing up. Oh, we do it, it, do it in a too. loving way. I hope you I know. know that. And okay, I, but I was like, I'm not gonna do it. And I'll do this. So I did it well, for you. Here we go. <laughs>
3: How many days? We have to reset. We have to reset the counter <laughs> to to how many days since Lexi brought up Mr. Brand? No, I, so I brought long it long up, so it still Mr. Brand. the the counter <laughs> still goes. The counter Lexi's still goes. It like, might like, just get through one. <laughs> I think it's you guys because I I'd love to talk about that one. She it. loves that one. I have so many thoughts about on
2: that one. I don't
3: even think we ever talked about it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny so lee comes in and we have all these medieval people <laughs> dressed up and they're making pies and and uh, baked goods and it's funny tp's normally dressed person there uh besides now lee <laughs> and uh he's pulling out pies and he's saying that there's one for all of uh chaucer's characters uh and uh Canterbury
2: Tales
3: yeah did you have to read that I had to read that in like uh, freshman year I think sure did yeah did you guys have to read it
1: Canterbury <laughs> I Tales
3: I not what no oh okay it's Chaucer Chaucer's Canterbury Tales
2: yeah he had
3: there were characters uh he's baked a pie for each of the characters representing each of the characters and, and then
2: then they uh, just get wasted here
3: I, I know I mean I want those pies I know <laughs> how sad in the so wisely, TP has Lee help him because he's a young strapping lad and helps him, has him help him pull out all those pies because it's got like six or 12 pies on that, that sheet six to nine pies are probably, he tells them you'll, you know, enjoy that Beowulf, which I had to read that too in my freshman year. Also the Odyssey. We had to read a lot of.
2: We did too. I yeah. All those for sure. Yeah. I read the Odyssey. Um, we
0: read Homer's Odyssey. Like the Scarlet Letter. We oh, read, that was a good one to read. Um, oh shoot, what's that one? Um,
2: it has like the. i don't think of it. We I had to do Moby right Dick. Mm. We did do that one.
3: Oh yeah, we did that one. Call Me Ishmael. I still remember how it starts. <laughs>
2: to Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, I love
3: that yeah, one. I yeah. love that one. And then we get to watch the movie too. I love that.
0: I should actually read that again as an adult. Great New World, that one. Oh, that I have never
3: read that ever. one actually, but I am aware of it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I liked Lord of the Flies too.
2: Yeah, I good. hated that book.
3: Did you? Yeah. I thought it was really yeah, interesting. There's
2: a lot of like, deep meaning in that thing. Yeah. yeah, like it was so like at
3: they the are- time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so many. There was like a damn
2: onion. Excuse my language. <laughs> it's true. It, I'm reading that as a 14 year old. I was just like, <laughs>
3: it's
2: too much for my. Brain. It was
3: yeah. It was pretty deep. Uh, and then I also liked animal farm too. Orwell's, uh, animal farm. That was really good. That oh, yeah. would talk about a lot of meaning. That one had a lot of meaning.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Anyways, we digress. So he tells him, you know, enjoy Beowulf, and then takes off leaving Lee with all these pies. And so he goes to, to chase after him cause it's just TP and then fortune comes out and he's like, Lee looks at him like, can I help you buddy? <laughs> like get the F out of my way and he goes you got a problem and he just keeps looking at him and then he goes and then shows six pies at his face and that is like one of the worst times they've used stunt doubles both the guys were not who they were supposed to be at all Lee's you can tell i think gary davis was was bruce's best stunt double apparently kate did too
0: i think <laughs> um <laughs>
3: I think based at least for on a looks, while. Yeah, I'd, I'd
0: have to. Yeah, I just I don't uh, think yeah, that guy Robert, does. Watched it a million times. So. Yeah. No
3: offense <laughs> so to the really no right. offense to the stunt double. He just I just don't yeah. think he looks as much like Bruce as Gary did. Yeah. Yeah, they really did
0: look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. All the pictures that you have. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I look
3: at your site so frequently. <laughs> so Especially around Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but then uh it's an interesting fight you could see all the the uh bakers behind him watching like "Ooh, what's happening you know and they have like that fork i don't even know what that thing is but it's like tongs but it's like sharp and uh lee gets it away from the bad guy and then gets i like how he like sticks him to the the bulletin board with it uh with his suit so he can't get loose (laughs) it's kind of funny so then uh he goes after he goes after him i like uh, he has, pulls out his gun, like, all right, now what are you going to do, buddy? <laughs> right.
0: The guys in the walkaway, too, like with their hats. With they, like, yeah. You know what? This is <laughs>
2: too much for me. I got
3: to go It's back too much. Back I can't. I'm, I'm going to go back to baking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: They're like Vikings making uh-huh.
3: time. Yeah. Biking. One looked like a little pauper. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now we're back at the agency, and they've got that guy uh, who is, they've got Fortune there and uh francine's trying to uh get him to open up a little bit and i I like the tactics they use it's kind of (laughs) cute he's like getting all cocky and everything and and he's saying uh she's like why don't we have a nice long talk he goes i'm not talking and she goes you can keep this up all day and and she takes off the blindfold off of him and he's like now i want these cuffs off me i want i want out of here and i want my lawyer where am i anyway and she just gives him a look like really buddy He goes, you sure as hell don't know the law. I count about 10 violations of my civil rights. And then Billy comes in with a cart and it's got, and then he takes the cloth off and it's got all these, these needles and liquids and everything. And he's just like looking at like getting like (laughs) uh, (laughs) a little nervous about it. All these serums.
2: He thinks he's dealing with the police before this. Yeah. All of a sudden he realizes, uh, that's much. Oh crap. And like they have him in Billy's office,
0: though. Like, that seems...
3: Well, it's secluded. Extreme. You know, it's secluded, yeah. and he doesn't know where he's at. He's just in an office. He's been blindfolded. And I guess it's probably,
0: like, you might be thinking, like, I've seen too much, and they're bringing out all these uh, vials with the syringes. Like,
3: I'm yeah. coming
2: back from this. Yeah. So mm. that could
0: be another psychological
3: tactic, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's all about that, you know, and it works, obviously. But I like how Billy's, like, you have one minute. <laughs> You, got, you have to do this, otherwise we're going with this route. And, uh, and then she's like, okay, well, I guess that's it then. That, she goes, this will be a lot less pain painless. She goes, raise the vein and, and just go at it. He goes, slow down here. She goes, for what it's worth, I am truly sorry. Tried to make this easy for you, but now it's all on the doctor's hands. In the doctor's <laughs> hands. He goes, I don't need a doctor. She goes, that's just what they call him she goes all right i won't be seeing you again he goes you guys aren't capital cops are you she goes he goes cops don't play like this she goes no he goes fbi she's like no he goes do you exist she goes a matter of speaking no he goes you mean your cia and then she's like the cia has a turnoff sign at 495 (laughs) we don't
2: my favorite line the cia has a turnoff
3: on 495 (laughs) okay before we go any further I'm not a fan of the denim. Send me your hate mail. I just, I'm not a fan of the denim. I don't like the dark, especially the dark denim. I like it. I knew you would. I, I just, I, was going I to. do I not. I, was going
2: to. I knew you I would. I like it. If it I'm was cut off into the pants band, I would like it more. Like if it, if it ended right before the dark denim band, mm-hmm. I'd like it more. I like the orange sweater.
3: I like the peach. It's, it's kind of like a peachy peach, sweater, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, that that looks fine. You know, it's not my favorite color. I would, I can't wear it, but that's fine. But I think it's the length and the shoulder
1: Yeah, I, the denim. It's yeah, like shirt that's denim. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I like the shirt more than the skirt. I wish it wasn't a denim skirt, but that's what I mean. That
3: all, it's like all it's all denim on denim. I, it's just not a big fan.
0: She does love the matching matching separates. Like she she or did, or whoever dressed that. her did.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. if She had much to say in that. Probably not, but. She definitely, Martha herself did not shy away from color in the 80s. That's for sure. Like all the things that she wears outside of Scarecrow and stuff. It's all very, very bright and vivid. So uh, he finally agrees to talk. So their, their tactic worked. She whips out a picture and, of, of Peralta and TP and says, who is this? And he goes, you should know who that is. It's Percy the Professor. And he's been working with him for a year or two. Now, in the script, he said he's been working with him for years. Like, he made it seem like a really, really long time, which seems a little less likely to happen because that's a long time to be undercover. And and if he wasn't feeding him enough information, he wouldn't have kept him around that long, don't you think?
2: Yeah, but to get, I don't know, to get that high up in the ranks, like to be that connected. To be that,
3: to be like the right hand, yeah. Yeah. Well, he did say one to two years.
2: But I feel like... I feel like years seems more likely than. But in in
3: that long of a span, Miranda, you're gonna have you're gonna have Flip-ups, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna have to give information. He's saying yeah. he didn't give him much that he couldn't find on his own. He's it couldn't have been that long then because he can't sustain that long of a period. You know that long of time to give him yeah. information if, that really isn't if valuable. It's, if,
2: it's, if it's information that they could have. Figured out on their own, but he keeps providing it to them before they figure it out on their own. Then it's still going to seem like he's giving them information. But yeah. I just, I think to be that close to the top, to the point where he's he's worked his way that far in, mm-hmm. that takes more than a short period of time. So that's why I believe years, more than a year, or two, like I would, hmm. it would be more realistic to me to be years more than just a year or so.
3: That's a long. That's a know. long game, man. I mean yeah, and especially for, for is, no one to find out about it until just now, it just seems yeah, less likely. Yeah. yeah. It's it's
0: cray But that yeah. new D E A, you had a DEA, it's a woman, you knew she's coming in. She, to <laughs> go,
3: she's she's gonna she's balls. gonna find out all of the bad things happening, you know it. Good point.
2: Yeah.
3: You want shit done, you have a woman do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, in the script, on this in this scene, Lee comes in, uh, and Billy paces outside his office as Lee and Amanda walk up. Uh, note the curtains are drawn, and a two-way speaker box sits on the computer panel. Uh, Lee says, "Get anything from our friend," and Billy says, "Francine just sat him down. We're going to play GCBC. Anybody know what that is? Good cop, bad cop." Good cop, bad cop. <laughs> I was <laughs> muted. Oh. <laughs> lee says to amanda like he's got to tell amanda he goes good cop bad cop amanda goes who's who and billy enjoying it says guess <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna guess that francine was the bad cop <laughs> yeah so in the script this is he's perez's confident um com- it says confident but it's confidant, right uh he's like he his right hand man gives him tips advice Francis says for how long and he says I don't know seven eight years maybe and he he got started by selling bits and pieces from DEA reports before long the boss wouldn't make a move till he talked with him and then she says what's his name he goes you kidding me you guys know that he's right at the top with Perez Perez calls him Percy the professor yeah so in the script it's like seven or eight years but in the in the film version it's only two years one to two years those are giant earrings those crystal earrings she's wearing those um what do you call those quartz type earrings did you see those Oh, I see.
0: Like, they're, like those big
3: yeah yeah like, like a gem yeah. yeah like a big gemstone kind of thing yeah
0: they are big yeah mm-hmm. I, I like them though but yeah. I don't know if I would wear them but I do like them I think they're
3: yeah you like earrings I can't imagine you wearing grandma, those
2: my grandma had tons and tons of those that she gave yeah. to me like when oh I wow ears pierced at, like 15 because <laughs> <laughs> I mean they're like fake but they were so wow so bad. So I'm like, nah,
3: I just took my little bad. studs out they hurt my ears with the <laughs> headphones on they hurt I can't <laughs> imagine wearing those big honkers <laughs> That's why when you see older women, all their ears are all droopy.
2: That's exactly right. My grandma's were like that because all of her earrings were so heavy. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't a hole, it was like a line.
3: (laughs) It wasn't a hole, it was a line. It was. That's funny.
1: And so that that just sense. remind me of those things you you hot glue gun in the Yes, yes. They look like that now. <laughs> they <laughs> that do. they a
3: lot lighter. We actually get to see Amanda's pants now at this point, and they're black and white striped. Again, very different than what she normally wears. This is at fourteen twenty six. Do you see them? They're very different than what she normally wears. You know, I, I, I They're I like, like pinstripes. The
0: side of her, but it's not typical at
3: all. You're it's not typical right? at all. I don't dislike it at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's not it's very it's very uh far away from what she normally wears mm-hmm. like Apparently the complete kind of opposite. opposite
0: like with the stripe yeah know? like he's got that white oh yeah. Stripe,
3: yeah, uh, yeah and then like she's got her black stripe pants but you're right you're cute. right Aren't that cute <laughs> lee's worried like billy you're not buying this guy's story you know that tp's uh you know selling secrets and things like that and he's like he goes we've got a file 18 and uh, you know uh going back 18 months on this professor and he goes tp aquinas and raymond peralta you know like just amanda says doesn't peralta work for uh donald jordan and he says yes jordan runs the biggest drug organization in the united states he's been holed up on an island in the caribbean for the last five years ducking a couple dozen indictments peralta runs his east coast here's the big man himself now aquinas is connected with peralta or jordan in any way i want to talk to him bring him in they always the bad guys always have the best headshots don't they
2: They
3: really do, because he looks great in that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. She's getting thirsty over there. I'm just saying. No. It was a, it was a, yeah, he did look better in that headshot than he does. But it's so funny. They always have, like, literally have headshots, like actor headshots. Like, hey, uh, when you come in, we're going to use your headshot, okay? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. like on how the fbi is like most wanted like sometimes it's like <laughs> such a far away shot or something but this is like yeah it's you like it's like, like hi how you doing you have, to have like
3: extensive plastic surgery to hide, <laughs> hide from that oh that's so funny so billy's saying i don't know what kind of game he's running but i want him in here right now and lee's like he gives him that and then lee says look i don't care what anybody says tp aquinas risked his life too many times for me in this agency, one too many times. And she goes, Okay, and he goes, Well, I'm mad <laughs> yeah, like you're shouting. No, and then mad. he's like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. And he goes, I'm good and mad <laughs> <laughs> Like looking around at people like you can anybody go say <laughs> like he just wants <laughs> to pick a fight, you know? <laughs> and then he says, T P is the only other person I ever trusted. Before I met you, Amanda, that is not true. He has—he says that all the time about people. It's like he—he he didn't have family until her. You know, it's like always. I don't know. I think they use that a little too much, but. To cop out. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but not to be a spoiler, but I mean, come on—you've uh, everybody seen this. Um, but if he's such a good friend of his, how does he not know his wife and child were gunned down? <laughs> it's a work friendship, pure and simple. You know, it's he was getting something from him. and That's all that he cared about. You know what I mean? So it's not like I just don't like how he's acting like they're besties now. You know?
0: Yeah.
3: I know it's for the script and all that, but it just seems a little. I don't know.
0: It's a pretty big oversight. And you would think that Lee would have had him investigated at some point. And yeah. Flagged. Right. Like even a tax. Well, a tax attorney don't put widow. Or you just put single. Actually, how does that work? Like if your spouse dies, it's not a divorce. You're not. No, you're single anymore. Then you, it just reverts back to single mm-hmm. father's really sad
3: but but you mm-hmm. would put you would he would have filed uh especially back then he would have filed a joint you know and then there would yeah. be or, a year where they didn't
2: he the kid, and the actually
3: kid. on the uh, if if i remember correctly cuz i used to do my own taxes years ago um but there is a part on there that is like one of has one of them died you know like the and the joint, when you do a joint one, it, it, there was that question on there before. I remember that, that. Yeah.
2: If if your spouse dies in the middle of the year, then mm-hmm. yes, you
3: have to fill out that part of it. Yep. Yep. So that would have come up. So yeah, you're right. It It's just a, it's a, it's a hole that they didn't fill in, but you know, it, it was, it'd be one thing if he was like, Oh, I knew, you know, I knew they died. I just assumed yeah, it was we'll like an see, accident yeah. or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. great mind think yeah. like, Yeah. You know, if they would have done it that way, that would have been so much cleaner and made much more sense. Right. To, if or, they're if if they're saying he's you know the only person he, he trusted besides you know before meeting Amanda, that's you gotta expect that.
0: Yeah, that indicates a very very lonely life too. If if he didn't even know that about his other like trusted yeah, like
3: yeah. Okay. Oh, sad no wonder hey, not he's had this yeah god and and so you know it just goes to show like he's very private and how much he held all that in and how, why it's he's been on this vigilante mission to to bring mm-hmm. down jordan you know avenge their death yep. and it's nice here amanda's like you know look we'll find tp she's calming him down and we'll and he'll clear the whole thing up and he goes, yeah. And then they're holding hands. And then Francine sees it. I do like her boots with the long skirt. I will give you that. I just don't <laughs> like that. I don't like the denim on denim. Either do the denim top or do the denim bottom. Don't do both. Did
2: you live through the eighties? Did you not have a denim jacket or a, and a and like a, a denim
4: miniskirt? Like, oh my god! Yes, I did. Okay, I don't think there's I'll any photo say. proof though. <laughs>
2: look denim skirt and then
3: you have like a fun shirt or sweater and then a denim jacket over top I also wore like a oh oh um like a doctor's coat that was like long and white <laughs> and I wore long like like electric blue tennis shoes too like solid electric blue tennis shoes so you can't go by what I used to wear
2: <laughs> I had no taste apparently jacket like bright bright silver and
3: (laughs) i loved you know what i loved when i was a kid in fifth grade uh parachute pants
2: oh yeah i love those
3: i love those they were comfortable they were so cool i did love those
2: i was more stirrup pants
3: oh i love the stirrups and the jelly shoes yeah yep i did like those too
2: i wore jelly shoes all the time did you
0: like some. Remember, remember
3: those, that. like, wedge ones that I always yeah.
1: wanted, like, the adult version of them? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. That. The, the parachute pants kind of came back a little bit, right? Where people were in, like, the low-slung kind of... Yeah, they were more like cargo
3: pants. pants, though, instead of that yeah. plasticky. Yeah. They weren't they that were plasticky. I thought
0: that they were kind of taken over by, like, the harem pants a little bit. Like, the... Like, I could see um, that. There was, see like, that. the updated version even though yeah, they were right.
1: probably, Are you yeah, talking, like, the,
3: the the show. MC Hammer ones where it looked like you, uh, like pooped your pants and you had like yeah the yeah drop crotch yeah the drop mm-hmm. crotch yeah yeah i didn't my sister had those they were weird i wore them but they were weird <laughs> there's some very controversial uh outfits back then man i can't, I
1: can't keep up. you know they're low slung now; they're high-waisted and then...
0: But so they're trying to bring back the low-waisted jeans. They're trying to go back to early 2000s fashion right now, and I am not having it.
3: Now. See, I'd rather have the, I'd rather have the low-waisted than the high-waisted. I am not a high-waisted. No, if
0: Leah feels insane that you do? I will never be caught
3: dead in. And that's why you fashion. like Lee in those stupid grandpa pants that right you know, like him in. I hate those. those. Right
0: now, my pants I... are literally at my natural waist. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't do that. If I wore high waisted pants, it'd be up to my like. Yep. I know. Uh, Me too. Right there. Yep. Cause my, my torso is really short. So actually the low waisted pants actually fit right. Like in the right spot. Wow. Yeah. So right that at all. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wish I wish I had a longer torso.
3: I don't. Lee and Amanda kind of break up, you know, cause they realize they're, they're a little too close. Um, and, uh, Francine's coming up and then he goes, we're just talking. And then Amanda kind of conspiratorially goes, I need to talk to you later. And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then heads out. So now we're at uh, Lee and Amanda's and they're just coming, coming uh, to his apartment. Um, What do you guys think of her, her coat? It's that red and um, red and it's really fluff, like really furry. um, And it's like red and black. What do you guys think? It's
2: very Goth this episode. Yeah, yeah. Amanda it, she's doesn't, like a goth it,
3: it doesn't look like how Kate would dress, or or Amanda to me. It's to weird. She's
0: kind of in her feels this episode. She's screaming very like emo, very much. She's got something dark going on in her life, which could be. What yeah, could be more like you know, if she's trying to like hide anything that's going on. Like dark yeah. colors are gonna. Yeah, and
3: it's and and she never she never wears. Loose fitting tops like that—they're always tucked in, they're always belted and everything. And that—it's that, just so off. It's just so different from from what she normally wears. So you could have a point there. Maybe she's feeling like I, I need something loose and dark and not where she can blend in more. But what about the jacket? It's like a I over. Really like yeah, it. I kind of do too. Very, I like it. Um, it I looks itchy it, as hell. Um, <laughs> it looks itchy to me. Cause you know I'm allergic to wool, and it just looks like it would be super itchy. It's hard to
1: know; it could be super
3: soft. It could be. It could be. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have one that's super soft like this. So I let's yeah, let's soft, go. It's
3: wool. it's super soft. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're somebody like me who has, uh, I mean, I have a bad allergy to um, wool, and it might like if I touch it, my hand will turn like beet red, and it just itches. Like I just have to scratch like the palm of my hand. I'll have to scratch my the palm of my hand. So you just automatically think everything's like oh that's well I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> just stay I away from I'm it. <laughs> They're outside of his apartment and it's so different like his other apartments have been so sterile and this one's got like wallpaper and like nice trim and it's all white door and everything. It's just it's just a much softer side and more feminine side for him than normal. Yeah. It's not that heavy mm-hmm. masculine you, you know you can tell he's got a woman's touch um in his life mm-hmm. which is nice so they're talking about what they're gonna have when they get in there and uh they they hear music playing and she goes well i don't believe it <laughs> and tp's sitting there eating his capanelli he's like it's delicious he goes half the feds in dc are looking for you and we're two of them
2: i love the I like the tone of that well i can't believe it
3: like i well i'll be exactly it's so cute and then he's like in my gantanera (laughs) he's not happy that he's drinking his very expensive wine (laughs) he goes well i owe you uh and perhaps even a lot more before this is through (laughs) she goes we're a little bit confused the man you were with in the kitchen said you work for raymond peralta well, he's right in a matter of speaking. It was impossible to talk, to talk to you with the meat packer Peralta left him with. He goes, we need answers. He's like, well, that's why I'm here. Follow me. I wouldn't expect you to listen on an empty stomach. So now he's feeding them. It looks like fried rice. It's a nice guest to pop in
0: uninvited, pop and then, in the bottle of wine, but also have dinner on the table. That's <laughs> how he salvages it. He's yeah. <laughs> that's the key.
3: <laughs> note to self, if you ever break into someone's house, make sure that you feed them.
1: They can't be (laughs) mad at
3: you. (laughs) Um, Amanda says, you know, TP, he's a drug dealer and you're working for him. (laughs) And then she says, he goes, I know it sounds bad. She goes, it sounds terrible. I have two teenage boys and it scares me to death. And so in the script, Amanda like kind of gets kind of ticked off. She's like, it all sounds pretty cute when you talk about it like eggs and potatoes. These people are spreading millions of dollars worth of cocaine to our kids. Like, damn, girl, you go. You get after him. She she definitely, uh, and as a mother, you would be like that, you know, that you'd be, the war on drugs would be right, really, especially then. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that it's any less scary. It's even scarier now. But I mean, but that was kind of, kind of when things were really starting to really hit Uh, their high their high times uh during that time tp tries to explain he says two weeks ago the dea busted a six million dollars in philly last month 10 million in miami now i was the source of, of those raids anonymously of course but i kept complete records he goes fine but why he goes, i mean no offense tp but you are a bookworm this is for the pros he goes the pros as in the dea and fbi they've been after this organization for years with little success So she goes, so suddenly five years ago, you start to be a one man show. And he goes, suddenly he goes, well, yes, it was quite sudden. All right. I'm confused. So did this happen? Like he's older, right? Like, how does he have a kid? His wife and him look much older. I mean, I guess they could have adopted him, I guess. Right. What do you guys thought on that? What's your thoughts?
0: Well, it could just be like a surprise late pregnancy. Those aren't unheard of. Yeah, I guess so. You know, like maybe she was like late 30s.
3: She looks like She, she looks older him. than that, yeah, but okay.
0: No, she looks like she's in her 40s. Do you think so? And she has like a, what, a six or seven-year-old child?
3: Yeah, it looks like it.
0: She could be in her 40s. I guess. He looks like he's, you know,
2: 50s. Yeah. I would say, T.T. looks, uh, you can't make T.T. look much younger, so <laughs> I would <yeah. laughs> mid fifties, And he's maybe 10 years older than her. So let's yeah, say that could be in her mid-40s. Okay. An age gap romance here, or at least I do. <laughs> <laughs> Make a tender romance. Yeah.
3: yeah, maybe. Okay. All right.
2: I'll roll with it.
3: <laughs> well, apparently they rolled with it.
2: <laughs> but, um, but, but I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously kids could be adopted, but I think she's young enough that she
1: could have had her. Okay. Well, I thought the same thing. In the 80s, it was probably even more striking the age. But I think it's pretty
3: typical now. Yeah, oh, it's definitely (laughs) typical now. I'm thinking back then it wasn't. You know, it's so funny. You know, with all the, with Betty White's uh, death and everything, uh, the Golden Girls is all in the news and everything. It was interesting. So the characters on Golden Girls at the time were at the same age that the women on Sex and the City are, the characters are. The perception, like, the perception back in the 80s was, oh, you're you're retired and you're in a you're in a retirement community in Florida at that age. And now these women are like, you know, still having affairs and you know what I mean? It's just so different how we view the age of 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 women, especially women are just now getting in their prime at 40.
2: Sex in the city now. Yeah. There's
3: a the the city now. Yeah. Have you been living in there under a rock? OK. yeah oh my god
2: i didn't know this <laughs> yeah it,
3: uh, everybody's on there except kim cattrall
2: uh, well of course miranda's
3: not there no miranda's there
2: oh she is i thought kim cattrall was miranda no Wait, which one miranda? miranda's the
3: redhead oh,
2: oh, oh, oh okay yeah i don't remember their names all i remember is their actions
3: <laughs> yeah but the point is like it's how it's how we all perceive women that in at that age you know Back in the 80s, we were thinking, oh, they're retired and little old ladies in in Florida. And now, you know, we see them as the the fashion plates. Yeah. Empowered women and fashion plates in New York City. You know what I mean? It's just so it's such a difference. I thought that was interesting. What a
2: difference 40 years makes. Yeah. Right.
3: Oh, God. 40 years. Oh, my God. It's almost 40 years. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm looking at the woman. She could be in her mid forties. That, that corner that she was killed, uh, that they were killed at is the same corner that from wrong number, uh, when they had the exchange with the Chinese food, Hmm. you know, when he, when they had that newspaper and he goes and looks under the newspaper and there's money there for him and all that. And they're watching him. It's the same corner. Hmm. Uh, so we're having a flashback here. Uh, and well, TP is, and, uh, Donald Jordan, uh, is the one who has the, the gun. I would think you would have better aim, but I maybe not with one of those. Got, it's a it's a it's a shotgun. I mean, he shoots two, he shoots two shots in it, and it's and and he kills two two innocent people. I mean, he's not really great at it. Yeah, I don't
0: know how he rose up in the ranks so quickly with a shot like that. Yeah, it doesn't really speak very highly of the organization if he's at the top.
3: Exactly. And dude, what kind of a loser? Uses a a woman as a shield. Like what the hell? What a horrible little drug it's, dealer. It's a weird plot. Of yeah. This
2: episode is a little bit of a weird. It plot, is. It is know? very. It would be better if it was just drive by, like like.
3: Yeah. He was
2: shot out the window and they got caught by a stray bullet, bullet But he's like he died sitting there. The yeah. Was kind of extreme. <laughs> yeah.
3: That was messed up. And then that. Oh God, I can't even imagine. That's just horrible. Uh, and, and Lee's just can't believe it. He's like, well, it was before we met. It's like, I'm sorry, but if you're that good a friend, supposedly, you would know that. Right? I don't know. Is
2: that something that you tell? Like, that's not something you would normally, like, let me tell you about my, my former wife and how she died. Like,
4: and my child,
3: really if, if my, my wife, family was gunned really down, true. oh my God. Yeah. Or, but also to, um, I think it was Lexi. Uh, comment before, they would have done a background, a thorough background check, and they would have found that.
2: that yeah, he totally should have known from a background check. Yeah. But, like, as far as, like, just, if you take the, the spy part out of it, just two friends yeah. that are, are getting to know one another, that's not necessarily like the part of my background
3: I'm going to bring up. Well, especially men. Yeah, kind of I, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm putting it into context of myself and, you know, that would definitely come up if, if I think women are more open about things like that. Yeah. So Plus maybe you're like, right.
1: Kind of like a sleeper cell there for a while if he was infiltrating this other organization. And you wouldn't want people to know that. I mean, he should have known if they did a background check. He's not going to offer that information
3: up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way. By the way. <laughs> and I just happened to be on the weekends uh, feeding them DEA uh, tips. I guess so. The killing was gang-related. Young Turks struggling for control of the drug trade. And the shooter was an up-and-comer named Donald Jordan. And he's like, ah. He goes, well, he certainly made made it to the top. He floated the surface like spoiled cream. He's dodged from the the expensive lawyers he had. He just kept getting uh, getting away with all of it. I mean, it's an interesting storyline if they would have built it more. It's just, it's so abrupt, you know? I think if they would have built it a little bit more.
2: Here's the thing about... 80s television that is is kind of bad now look, looking back on it like at the time every episode was individual like yeah there were very for sure. few stories that had like
3: that were continuation over yeah
2: exactly like each episode was it was ep- episodic you have beginning middle and end episode over whereas now we look back on it and we're like wow this could have been like you know, half a season storyline. Yep. Yep. It last for such a long time. But mm-hmm. Back then, it wasn't like that. No, that it's,
3: a that it's a good until point.
2: It's a good point. Lost, until Lost and Alias, there's like four shows, and I watched all of them that started that trend of making, you know, everything. Yeah everything's linked like the
3: story continues through a season or two seasons
2: veronica mars was the classic example i've never seen that one sorry
3: off on my tangent no you're right though Um, it it was it it all fit in a nice little one hour box or 47 minutes in this case but yeah well
1: plus it's kind of nice to be surprised like you it opens and you see tp and you're like what is tp doing like what the
3: heck's going on with him like yeah a little guessing instead of having everything known i was thinking about this earlier it's like they were really this show was really good about giving each of the characters the adult characters i should say each of them a storyline that really was focused on them you had uh, fearless Dottie. you had billy's lost weekend you had dead ringer you had promises to keep you know stuff like that it Every, each person got kind of that spotlight. It was nice. That didn't always happen in 80s television. It doesn't happen oh, all, yeah. even now, you know, Yeah. That as much. So anyways, I thought that was interesting. TP's telling him he's ready to spring the trap on them. And he goes, Jordan is holed up in his fortress on the Santa Claus Islands. He is untouchable. He's got 30 indictments waiting for him. He goes, he's scheduled to arrive here via Canada in less than 12 hours. He's finally seeing all his work finally come come to a head here he said Peralta and Foster are at each other's throats jordan is coming to make peace he has no alternative she goes you did this all alone he goes indeed but it's a gossamer web that the dea could blow apart in a single breath that's why i need your help both of you 24 hours and a place for Peralta Foster and Jordan to meet and i know it's asking a lot but i'm so close And Lee's hesitant. He's like, it's going to be tough to deliver. Under any circumstance, I wouldn't ask. Will you do it? Of course he'll do it. Hey, Amanda's not wearing a necklace. Something's definitely wrong with that woman. She's wearing black and all baggy clothes and no necklace. She's different
0: this episode for sure. Yeah.
3: Oh, this makes me sad. So now we're back at the docks and T.P.'s over there with Peralta. And he's telling him he expects the list of options. You know, it has to have certain things that he wants. And uh, he goes, he's careful. You wouldn't believe. He wants six to choose from. They all have to have a thousand yard landing strip for a twin engine plane or an open field with that kind of a run. 15 miles from the city with a vacant house. He goes, sounds like a farm would fill the bill. He goes, it's up to you. I bragged a little uh, to Jordan about you. You could go far. He goes, well, very... Well, very gratifying, but I don't have that far to go, which is kind of telling, you know, like, I only want to get to the point where I can get in the same vicinity as him and I'm going to kill him kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lexi, this has got to be your outfit. Who? At 2055. No, 2055.
0: Okay. Am I looking at Amanda or Francine? Francine. 2055. What do you mean it's got to be my outfit?
3: That's got to be your outfit. It's like that. Uh, that iridescenty oil slick kind of colors. Yeah,
0: I like the colors. I do like the colors.
3: Yeah, I see what you're
0: saying. Yeah, I, I really like Amanda's, and you know I'm not a huge fan of red, but like that, it's got like some leather
3: mixed in. I know like I do. Th- to I try, know I like, think oh, she looks oh, very I tailored. Know. The the last. Uh, season she's really more tailored and more professional looking and i do yep. like this one it's very different this whole episode is just weird outfits for amanda that just don't really scream amanda but they're really cute yeah now she's wearing her necklace
0: yeah i like I, I guess i do like the colors of francine i think i just um I yeah i don't it. like she that those matched separates. yeah awesome.
3: yeah i do like the skirt she's wearing with it it looks really pretty with that with that top she's wearing
0: yeah I mean, I got her back on. Yeah, I just okay. said, that. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's okay. And then the earrings match. Yeah. Francine's always matchy-matchy. A little too much sometimes. The
1: earrings are crazy. Those are too they
3: much. Are. Those. <laughs> oh, talk about ripping your grandma's ears off, Miranda. You know, Those yeah. look like they would really hurt your grandma's ears.
2: I'm pretty sure I had a pair like that, too. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> See, he had so much costume jewelry. And wow. Like, but all of them was so heavy. I never wore any of them. They stayed in the jewelry box for
3: years. <laughs> Aw. Yeah, I remember my grandma's always had the, the um, clip-on earrings. And so I loved that because I could play with them because I didn't have pierced ears until I was 12, I think. Those things pinched so bad. like you couldn't. Like, but I could wear oh, them. It, it was worth the pain it just was, like wearing no. heels.
2: They would leave little no. red lines on huh.
3: And you take them off, and you're just like, oh, and you just rub them. But I loved wearing earrings.
1: That's a migraine. Migraine
3: just waiting
1: to happen. Yeah. (laughs)
4: earrings, so I get a
3: migraine. Francine comes in, and she says,
4: I hope you don't think I'm being nosy, but I couldn't help overhearing you and Lee when I was in the vault. Well, let's just say that I know you and he have become a little more than friends. Amanda, we've had our differences in the past, but... In Matters of the Heart, where Lee Stetson is involved, you and I, were soulmates. Uh Uh-huh. Do you love him? Well, I guess there's no sense in trying to hide it. I was afraid of this. Amanda, Lee is a sweet man. And in his own way, pleasantly attractive, and he's charming. but, But getting involved romantically with him, it's a big mistake. I have reason to know. But in his heart, he is a confirmed bachelor who is never satisfied with, with just an hors d'oeuvre. He has to have the whole buffet table. Oh, Francine. Maybe he's changed. No, oh, That is exactly what I said, and he dumped me like a truckload of coals. Amanda, trust me, the next thing you're going to hear out of Lee Stetson's mouth is going to be hasta la vista, kiddo. Hasta la vista to you too, Francine. The look on her face at
3: 2206. <laughs> She's just like... Oh, crap, I got caught. Because she can't go, respectfully submitted, <laughs> Francine Desmond. Right. <laughs> she's just like, grabs her stuff and goes. He goes, "Woo!" such a guilty look. She goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> she really unloaded on me. She did a good job. So Amanda gets right into business and says, you know, she's found uh, several places that they can use. But she's saying he's he's kind of out. Once they get to a certain point, he's out on his own. TP's calling the shots and he's kind of going to be out there on his own for a little while. In the script, it's slightly different with uh, Francine. Francine says, I hope you don't think I'm the type to be nosy. But earlier, I couldn't help overhearing you and Lee when I was in the vault. Amanda feigns embarrassment over here. What? And Francine says, let's just say I know you've become a little more than friends. Off Amanda's look, Amanda, I know we've had our differences in the past, and I don't blame you for being cautious. But when it comes to matters of the heart, in particular, when Lee Stetson's involved, we're soulmates. And Amanda says, there's no point in hiding. I'm crazy about him, Francine. And Francine's nodding, I was afraid of this. Amanda Lee's a sweet man and in his own way, pleasantly attractive and charming, but getting romantically involved in with him is a big mistake. Sit down. I've got some tough news for you. And Amanda says, okay, if you think you have to. And Francine's pacing says, I have reason to know in his heart, he's a confirmed bachelor who thrives on this on his reputation as an international lady killer. And he's never satisfied with an hors d'oeuvre. He has to have the whole buffet table. Amanda says, maybe that was true a few years ago, but he's changed. And Francine says, that's what I thought. And he dumped me like a truckload of coal. Trust me, Amanda. The sweet nothing you hear from Lee Stetson will be hasta la vista, kiddo. Angle to include the door and Lee. As he enters, Francine feels caught in the telling tales out of school. She is stumped for a cover line. Lee says, hasta la vista to you, Francine. Francine slides out and Lee says continue what a guilty look she really unloaded on me huh and she says well no I wouldn't say unloaded he goes what would you say Amanda smiles privately busying herself with papers Lee says you're not going to tell me she said Amanda says she said you have an international reputation and you're going to break my heart and with a beat and then smiles you wouldn't do that would you and Lee winks and says you never know I
2: do like yeah. winks I would have liked to see that
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: I don't like the well you'll never know though. Like, I know what?
3: that you're gonna break her heart. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't like the break the your part. heart part. I thought, you know Too much. Yeah.
2: Selling
3: it too hard. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It's like you're flirting with her. He's definitely flirting with her, but like talking about breaking her heart. It just it <laughs> they don't go together. That's mm-hmm. all. So now we're uh at this little shed that uh T P is is testing out uh with very creepy uh <laughs> mannequins and uh he's got two trench coats. Uh one is very much wired with explosives and he puts it on uh one of the guys and I love how he's like talking to him and like patting them on on the shoulders and everything. <laughs> he goes, "Now then, now gentlemen, it is my belief that the current problem before us can be solved with haste and efficiency by a unanimous vote of support for the five-page outline which I have placed in the file folders before you." Can you see? Yeah. (laughs) He's gone crazy. And then he shuts the door and walks away, grabs the other coat and walks away. And then he promptly blows up the uh, shed. He's got to be somewhere where they can't uh, hear that bomb (laughs) go off. It's pretty loud, that explosive. Right. And I would have gotten a little bit further away than, than he is. That crap would be flying at you. He seems quite pleased, though, that it's worked. So that's his plan is to to blow up uh, all those bad men. OK, I really like Amanda in that same outfit. Uh, this is a is this the same outfit? Yeah, it's just it's with that red and black coat now. It looks really cool, I think. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah. So they're they're having second thoughts. They're really worried. And, and he just really wants uh, TP to let them finish this up. But they know he's not going to, just like they wouldn't either. And they said, you know, they've they've gone through all the details, and and then TP overhears that and says, it's the that little extra that makes such a difference. And then he's like, how'd you do? And she's like, oh, we've got eight places that seem to fit the bill. They're isolated, they're abandoned, they have three separate entrances, and they all have a landing strip, plus a bonus. Each has a way for us uh, a way in for us. And then he goes through the list and he's like, all right, this this looks good. It'll work. Mister Jordan will have to make his choice. He goes, it's too bad I don't know who what he'll pick. And then Amanda tries another time like, hey, why don't you let the agency help? And he's like, nope, I'm in this. I'm in this too deep to uh, bow out before the final curtain. He goes, all right, but the minute you find out when and where this is going, I want you to give us a call, okay? He goes, I want this so well covered, you can't kick a rock without uncovering an agent. He goes, all right. Oh, and Mrs. King, if you're a fan of 16th century morality plays, why don't you sink your teeth into that? And he, he gives her a copy of Everyman. Now, in the script, it says uh, if you're a, a fan of 14th century morality plays, not 16th. I don't know when that was. I don't I don't I don't remember reading Everyman. Did either any of you guys? No, I didn't. Me either. Yeah. Amanda I says you be careful. <laughs> he just smiles at her. So as he leaves, very clearly, there's an agent that's following him and he picks up on it as well. And uh, he shakes them loose. And the agent calls it in. And then as he's walking, he's not paying attention and bumps into an unsuspecting woman, older woman, and knocks her down right on her butt. And then he apologizes and then picks up her packages. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I'm sorry. What, can I do anything? And she's like, well, you can help me up. <laughs> and so he goes and drops. He just like drops her packages right on the ground. So they've fallen twice now. And helps her up. This is Mrs. Peaver. Also Mrs. Duquesne from second season. Now we see the, the real puppet master behind the scenes come through with uh, Dr. Smith. And uh, he's saying that uh, Mr. Aquinas believes he's giving you the slip, Capanella. You may go back to the lodge. And then Mrs. Peaver's comes around the corner and she's all excited for doing a good job. He goes, well, Mrs. Peaver, you made a dandy fairy godmother. She goes, thank you. He goes, according to our censors, Mr. Aquinas now has enough spy dust on him to light up a fluorescent tube. She goes, oh, but Dr. Smith, he seems so harmless. (laughs) I love us. He goes, and I had such high hopes for you, (laughs) Peever. Everybody's got to be hard nosed like him. Now we're back at the agency and Billy is not happy that they had TP and they let him go. Uh, In the script, Billy says, only 56 more mortgage payments, 12 years to a full pension, gone, poof. He goes, come on, Billy, knock off the melodrama. TP will contact us with details of the meeting. Uh, We go in with a strike team and you can add a feather to your cap by the name of Donald Nash. So dramatic. I know. He goes, relax, Billy. Everything is going to be okay. He goes, then tell me why I suddenly see my career flashing before my eyes. Oh, we get to see the backer outfit. That's really cute with the little cut to it. That's cute. I like it. I like it a lot. Me too. darker, deeper color. color. Mm -hmm. Those jewel tones look good. So, Lee... And Amanda are trying to tell him, like, hey, we know what we're doing. We're giving him a little slack. We're going to be able to, to catch Jordan and uh, Peralta and Foster. He goes, I'll order two TAC teams, air support, and I want you to take a gyrocopter. You know, it's a wonder any of us ever live long enough on this job to even draw a pension. And then he goes, get out. <laughs> OK, at 28.56, it literally looks like a sticker on the wall. For the emblem, agency's emblem, it looks like a sticker on there. Specifically, look at twenty-eight fifty-six if you guys can. It looks like a sticker on the wall. <laughs> Usually, it looks so like such a big, heavy-duty sign. It looks like a sticker, You're doesn't right.
2: it? Like a like a cricket giant. Yeah, or doesn't it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. It Gives me an idea, Lexi. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
2: What have I
0: done? I think we'd have to get like a machine. We would have a to. Like, we it would. Be
3: like a,
2: um, Gonna I gonna, circuits. that's not that's not going to come out of a maker. no gonna that's not going to come out but
3: it could be done that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's all i'm saying it would look really good on my wall
2: oh my <laughs> i'm
3: kidding kind of i'm kind of kidding
2: i have all the colors
3: yeah, yeah. so this is a really cute part <laughs> lee's coming toward the elevator uh and francine's coming out I do like her skirt, that leather. It's like a dark teal leather skirt. I think that's cute. It's like a pencil um, pencil skirt. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the blouse. I like the color. I don't like the color. style of it. Style. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I like how it's so iridescent-y, like purple, green, blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Francine grabs him by the shoulders and he goes, "I'm, I'm kind of in a hurry, Francine. <laughs> and she's like, oh, this won't take too long. Come here. And he's I just have one word to say to you. Stop it. He goes, that's two words, but why quibble? She goes, you know what I mean. Amanda. He goes, what? She is just a housewife from Arlington. I'm sorry, but she is not married to anybody, so she is not a housewife. Anyways, she's not used to your scorched earth policy in relationships. Now, this, 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 he goes, affair. She goes, casual flirtation to you. It could devastate her. He goes, oh, she doesn't know you like I do. He goes, no. He goes, well, don't bet on it. There's a lot you can learn about a person after a long weekend at Pine Top. And she's like, oh. and he goes, especially if the skiing is lousy and winks at her. She goes, he never <laughs> took me skiing.
2: <laughs> Poor Francine's
3: been lucked out. And then she's probably thinking, I think she's more thinking of, holy crap, Amanda would do that. Would go away with him. That's probably more uh, surprising than him yeah. head- taking her. I think at this like
2: point. I don't know, Francine's self-absorbed. <laughs> like, yeah. Her main thought would be, "Wait, I didn't get to go." He to didn't me. take me there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so now we're back at the dock, and Peralta's waiting there, uh obviously waiting for Jordan to show up, and we see him coming toward. Peralta, he's got a uh, whole fisherman's gear going, a uh, whole vibe going, uh, with the cooler and the and the fishing pole and bag and everything, uh, and the fisherman's hat. And uh, and so Jordan passes Peralta, and then he stops and he's like, "Aren't you going to invite me on board?" And then he's like, "Oh my God, I didn't even recognize you." <laughs> he's like, "Well, that was the whole point, isn't it?" A Coast Guard cutter came alongside my charter and never gave me a second glance. They're getting careless. De La Vie is the name of the ship or boat. What is that? A ship or a boat? It's pretty big.
2: Yacht.
3: Yeah. You think it's a yacht? Probably. Yeah. Smaller one, but. Jordan's if you have an interior
2: oh. like that. I'm calling it a yacht. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's
3: it's pretty wide. Yeah. So Jordan already is uh, is already making it seem that he doesn't trust Aquinas. He's already bringing into question his authenticity. Uh, He's like I did a thorough check on Aquinas when he started to figure in your operation He goes, I'm sure you did too clean too clean should have figured when I decided to come to the states I updated his file there have been some developments and then he hands him an envelope he goes this explains a lot I wonder what that says I'll assume you'll be leaving for the islands immediately he goes no Raymond you're wrong I came here to get this organization back in line and I'm not leaving until I do. Now let me see his list. Sir, they're setting us up. He goes, I know that. It'll take a little fine tuning, but I want to make certain they fail. A little cocky. Mm-hmm. So it must be nice. Amanda just gets to read on, her, on the job.
0: Up for that job I know that's what I need. I was just going to say that, that is for my you. Dream, just to be able to read on the job. <laughs> Sometimes I fantasize about taking just like a receptionist job at like a quiet law firm or something. I don't
3: know. Like Do You'd get your ass pinched all the time by a law firm.
1: Yeah. I did that in college. I was, uh, worked for a temp agency mm-hmm. and I was a receptionist yeah. and I read this like all these books and did my job. And they're like, we got to get Jennifer back. If she can read and do that much work at the same time, <laughs> you know, because part of it, you know, you're just sitting there. Yeah. And other times yeah. you actually do something, but yeah, it's only a certain percentage of your time. And I'm like, just going through the books. <laughs> It.
0: That's you funny. You mentioned before, like if you took a sabbatical, you'd want to go to like Hollywood or do like location scouting or something. Mine would be to just be paid to read that whatever, whatever that yeah.
3: would be. Yeah, you had that, that, that week sabbatical. off. You had you read like thirteen books. And uh, I know I've that read really I read two books over the holidays, and I was like, damn, I am reading a lot of books.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I made that. I read a lot over my vacation, but now I'm making it. You know, because you just get so distracted, and then there's the social media
3: and phones or whatever you're
1: doing and mm-hmm. I'm just like no I'm just gonna read a certain amount that's good day.
3: that's good And that's been nice because it just I don't know get, it allows you a different outlet mm-hmm. yep. yeah that escape yeah well so, I'm with you see. Amanda's reading uh Everyman, and uh the phone rings and uh they both pick up on both extensions there he goes the meeting is set for 2 30 Peralta got word to me that uh Jordan is here and he selected the Goss Farm for the location, and his face is like, "Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> like, uh, sure, that's that's right. That's the one he picked. It's just so obvious that he's lying." He goes, "That's great, TP. Uh, what you promise, you deliver." He goes, "We'll be there." He goes, "Uh, uh fine." Okay. He goes, "Do me a favor, and uh, tell Amanda that I think she's the best thing that ever happened to you." Aw. He goes, "Well, you can tell her yourself." And then she says, "She's listening in." That's sweet, though. He's saying his goodbyes, which is sad. He And then he says, uh, well, I guess it's up to me now and uh, good deeds and then hangs up. So now they're out in the middle of nowhere and uh, they're they're all staked out there. They got the two uh, ATAC teams there and and uh, they're not seeing anything. There's some decent looking guys there, though. <laughs> Just saying
2: baddies always have the best looking dudes no 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 the
3: good guys these are the good guys
2: yeah these are the SWAT guys Mm -hmm. I guess I guess
0: you're right okay but they still are trying to sabotage yeah so in my mind they're like a little bit okay and okay they're under Dr. Smith's control that okay there you go all right he's a real rule follower right but sometimes he. I feel like he, could he used it to his advantage. And good. Like yep. He is a power hungry monster. Yep. Okay, so sometimes he's like a baddie. He's a little bit of a baddie, but yeah, you're right. I these are the, the ones
3: under are smith. Yep, yep, for sure. So
0: oh. I have to give credit to the good guys, and some of them, I guess, look all
3: right. <laughs> they look all right. <laughs> well, you would have to get those must- cheesy 80s mustaches shaved off of them, but otherwise, they'd be cute. <laughs> yeah. They had potential. The limo pulls up. And they're thinking it's Peralta or something. And who comes out? Nasty Graham himself. (laughs) Dr. Smith. And then they're looking at each other like, what the heck? And they all come out. (laughs) Ollie, Ollie, out and free, Scarecrow. He goes, what the hell's going on? Tut, tut. No need to adopt a defensive. (laughs) He goes, I knew you'd find Aquinas, so I had you followed. Keeping up with him after that was like playing pin the tail on the donkey without the blindfold. And then Amanda says, where is he? He goes, that's crazy. He, TP wouldn't lie to us. He goes, to get you out of the way, you dear lad, and sent in pursuit of the proverbial wild goose. And then Amanda says, remember when TP said he had to go do good deeds? Yeah. And then Lee says, yeah. And she says, he gave me a copy of that. Every man, there's a character in there called uh, Good Deeds, and he's the only one that would go to meet death. And he goes, oh, man. And then he's like, now I see why TP's goodbye was so final. He's going to kill Jordan and he expects to die doing it. You would think he would, I, I guess I, I think too much of uh, of Lee being such a super spy. I would think he would be like, you know, why is TP acting like that? You know, it's so, why is he being so final about this? You know, I guess maybe he would just think, oh, he's just being melodramatic or something, I guess, maybe. But it seems like it would like have, you know, a red flag would go off for him.
1: Again, if they
0: were such a good friend.
3: There you go. Absolutely <laughs>
1: oh. Especially after the last conversation. nice the yeah. last conversation was very final. I mean, some yeah. would get suspicious, like, "Yeah, this is the thing that happened
4: to you, and, you know, goodbye. Yeah.
1: it was almost like saying goodbye
2: forever.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty. In the moment, he may be thinking he's, you know, nervous because he's going to basically try to take down these really bad guys. So maybe, you know, like, it, that's how he took it is, like, just in Could case be. something happens, that type of thing, not uh, I'm going on a suicide mission type of thing.
3: Yeah, that's, it's a, that's a possibility, too. Like, in the heat of the moment.
2: Yeah. Well, And you know, no. the first time I listened to him, I really thought that we
1: knew that he was kind of going to try to... Oh, really? Down ...and probably get killed, and that's why he was just not saying anything back or responding, but... Oh, I guess he really didn't. If he yeah, it, like
3: now. Yeah, he definitely didn't. Yeah, and and it probably wouldn't be as uh, shocking for for Lee because he would he's somebody who would put and has put down his life you know laid down his life for uh, potentially for you know the greater good right so it's probably not as shocking for him that TP would do that as well. Well, now we're in the back of a different limo, and this has TP and Peralta in it. And Peralta's definitely singing a different tune, which you would think TP would pick up on that too, because he's definitely not uh, as enamored with him as he was before. He's given him some toot, and, and uh, you know, he's not paying any attention to him at all. And, and he's like, while we're cutting tails, we're also trashing the timetable. Why don't you trust me? I use the Borgias Florentine model of triple blind man security. You know, Jordan isn't going to like it. If we're much later and he's like, let me worry about what Jordan likes Percy. I know him a lot better than you do. That right there is like, oh, crap, he's on to me. That's what I would be like. Yep. Oh, here we go with the double, double uh, denim thing. It must be a trend. This this episode now Amanda's in it. Thank God Lee's not also not in it. They They at least put uh-huh. him in a suede jacket. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, she's got that. This one's not got that band on it, at least. It's slightly better because it doesn't have the band, but I'm still not a fan. And those big lapels on there, too, are huge. all those
1: snaps. They're yeah. All those snaps on there.
3: <laughs> but she's got a denim. She's denim, 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 because she's got a shirt. Then she's got a jacket, and she's got jeans, all denim. I'm surprised she's not wearing denim earrings. <laughs> I do like the black tennis shoes with it, though. Oh, Smith looks really wrinkly in the sun. <laughs> it's looking pretty old. 3547 is not, this son is not doing him any favors, let me tell you. At this moment, Smith does not know where TP's actually meeting them. So somehow he's lost his tail now. I don't, he had him, but now he doesn't. So he doesn't know where they're having this confab, he calls it. What's that
1: schoolyard doggerel? Um, little girls are sugar and spice, but the recipe for bad little boys is snips and snails. And puppy dog will you
4: spare us the verbal fruit salad for once huh no I can't you just broke all the playground rules Sonny
1: it's in a day does that mean we're off the case exacto mundo score one for mrs. everything nice I can't
4: trust you but I'll keep you informed as to how this pistachio turns out yeah you're just going on a glory hunt aren't you and a good man's life is hanging in the balance oh ye
3: little faith check you later, dudes seriously what is he? bart simpson all of a sudden so now they're taking lee and amanda and uh they're just kind of pushing them around too man <laughs> so they're taking them with the gyrocopter how convenient and they're just in the back there and uh And the guy, Marty's back there and he's like, think he cares how he, this makes you feel? This the man's only concern is the bottom line. Don't take it as a personal thing, Mrs. King. She goes, no, no, I won't. Thank you. (laughs) He goes, if you want my advice, write him up. He'd love a little visit from the labor board. And then Amanda looks over at, at Lee and he, he gives her a wink, like, hang on to your shorts, lady. Here we go. (laughs) And she's like, okay. Oh, sorry. Marty was the one, Marty's the one driving. So then Lee starts coughing and she's like, you all right? And he starts coughing more. And she goes, oh my gosh, you got to stop this thing. Lay him out flat and get him, let him get him, get some air. And he goes, what's the matter? And then <laughs> he knocks him out. And then Amanda takes the hat and like throws it over the driver. <laughs> and then they use one of the smoke bombs to uh, set it off. <laughs> the script, it's, it's a little funnier actually. So, and then Lee says, pull over Marty. So he pulls over and and now Lee's got the upper hand with the gun and everything. He goes, everybody out of here.
1: The whole getup that was ridiculous. Like the bright yellow ice cream truck like thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's so, it's so subtle. It's so subtle. I mean, yeah, I know. It's just (laughs) craziness.
3: And then everyone is coughing and tearing, uh, tearing in the gas. But Lee has a pistol now aimed at the commando. Amanda releases the driver's eyes and cranks a wind down a window. And then Lee calling forward says, put it in park, Marty. And Amanda says, I hope I didn't hurt you. And Lee says, don't think it's a personal thing. You can write us up. Because <laughs> he, he told them to have to write up Smith. He's like, you can write us up for doing that to you. Uh, and now we're seeing a plane that's kind of uh, up in the air. You, It's a United States plane. And uh, it's, you know, obviously up there gathering information. And now we're back at the agency. Somebody's definitely running the things from the agency here. Francine comes over and she's looking for that giant earring she, she uh, was wearing. She's like, all right, well, I'm just going to look around a little bit for it. <laughs> and she's like trying to uh, get some information. And they're all like trying to do their job. And then an a, 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 uh, agent with a, like a uh, MP comes over with a big gun. And like, looks at her like, you need to get the hell out of here, sister. (laughs) She goes, well, maybe later I'll stop back. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And then Francine comes on the uh, walkie talkie and says the comm center's on alpha prime alert, but I did get a look at the operations log. There's only one priority watch in the DC area and it's in Loudoun County. And then Amanda says, okay. So they know it's Thatcher's farm by based on that in the script, Francine's a little bit more, a little less helpful, but still helpful. Lee and Amanda are in the front seat, Lee behind the wheel, Amanda using the van's radio phone. The gas has been dis- dissipated. Lee can hear Francine on a speaker. Amanda says into the phone, that's the one we want. Francine says, code name Tapioca. Lee has to smile at the appropriateness of the, of the code name. I'm not sure what, what's the appropriateness of it? Tapioca.
2: have no idea yeah
3: tapioca is the air defense command high altitude surveillance a dozen top level lockouts the damn thing might as well be a soviet carrier task force except it's in virginia and amanda says i guess you're not clear to tell us where tapioca is in virginia exactly francine says not exactly beat quietly loung county in transit if you want more than the that over the radio you'll have to have a couple of stars on your hat <laughs> and she says thanks francine out so francine helped him but she only went as far as she could uh, in the script so lee and amanda know that he's using loudon uh, farms and they know that smith doesn't know where they're at so they could get there before they do before at least the fun begins and then they said that this uh the van they're driving is rigged to be able to By a remote. And Amanda yells out the door. We're really sorry about this. We'll try to send somebody. (laughs) Ever polite. (laughs) Always. You got to always be polite. (laughs) We're at the Loudon Farm. And we see... Jordan coming up on a tractor he goes you presumed because he asked for one way Jordan would be flying Jordan's comes up uh and then another uh another limo pulls up and that's Foster coming now and then two guys come up with uh machine guns as they're patting down TP he he gets a good look at Jordan as he's watching him and he's having a flashback of of Jordan shooting his you know and killing his wife and son so this has got to be you know, full circle for him at this point. And then the guy grabs his keys. The key ring has the detonator on it. And uh, he gives it back to him. Thank goodness. And then he says, ideal location, Mr. Quinas, Thank you. Sorry, we won't be able to use the farmhouse today. Looks comfortable. And then he's like, if you'll wait in the car. And he's like, oh, I have, you should see some statistical comparisons I've extrapolated for Mr. Peralta. He was not today. Thank you. Please wait in the car. And he's like, uh-oh. So Lee and Amanda are there now and TP's back in the in the limo and then Lee says let's hope he stays there and then he tells her anytime she's ready so she's got the remote uh control now for the vehicle and uh Jordan and Peralta are filling in Foster that their leak is sitting in the the limo he's pretty much a marked man now <laughs> surprisingly Jordan doesn't uh doesn't blame Peralta for for TP doesn't seem like he's a forgiving man, you know. Are
0: you saying Peralta is not a forgiving man or Jordan?
2: Jordan.
3: Sorry, Jordan is not doesn't seem like a forgiving man that he would let Peralta off the hook for t- bringing TP into their to Definitely their family. So I'm surprised I mean, by that. You know, cuz he doesn't he doesn't seem to be blaming Peralta for it. Doesn't seem it seems out of character for somebody like him.
2: Maybe he's just impressed by TP.
1: Maybe I thought CP had a relationship with Jordan on his own. No, I mean?
3: no, Mm-mm. no, no.
2: Nope. Well, it's yeah. a lot of trouble to kill off the head of your uh division and find a new one. So he's just like, you know, what? I'm
3: gonna let <laughs> I'll let this one slide. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Doesn't want to have to go through resumes and all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He'll have to go back to the island. Yeah, it gives,
2: it gives him an opportunity to, you know, quote unquote. Uh, make an example out of right PP. so he's like you know what
3: it's okay it's a watch <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault Raymond he goes all right get what information you can out of him and make a very public example of his death and he goes we've used up our time and they're already here <laughs> you can see the dun dun da da.
2: It's just like, I know. Yeah, it's
0: humor to a scene that's not at all.
3: Humor. It does, and Amanda's but, back like, there uh, driving it, yep. <laughs> and they're shooting at it, and it's still coming. So no one's driving it. They realize nobody here; it's empty. And then I love Jordan goes, "It's a gyrocopter. <laughs> Bring him down." <laughs>
1: You're not protected in that thing at all. I mean, he should have been
3: yeah. Shot down like instantly. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> This is the second time they've used a gyrocopter. Do you guys remember <laughs> they when they used like
1: it? Them. <laughs> Do you guys remember
3: when they used it last time? I
1: don't. Um,
3: maybe it starts with a P. It starts oh. with a P, just like this one does. Playing for keeps. That'd be awesome. Playing for playing for keeps. When uh, they had the tennis, the tennis um, mm. uh, killer. <laughs> oh, oh
1: tennis yeah, that's killer. right. Yeah. I was thinking there was the hang glider one,
3: but was that the same one? It was like a gyro. It was one? a gyrocopter. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, hmm.
3: Because she had a helmet yeah, right. on. Yeah, the woman had a helmet on and when they took it off, it was, they used it twice in there. They must like them. Yeah, somebody, I guess. Somebody
1: on the set knows how to. Yeah, they're or, probably or, easy
3: to uh, be anything. able to, you know, to, to maneuver in a, you know, without permits and stuff like that, probably too, I would imagine, you I'm know, like, a, to yeah, locations. without having like a helicopter. Yeah,
2: that was probably at that Disney
3: Ranch thing. Oh, yeah golden oaks oh, that's it
2: thank you i'm like golden oaks
3: it just wood. came to me yep <laughs> golden oaks that was cool to see because you you know it was so many uh from the 80s you saw a lot of tv shows and you're like oh my god that was from there <laughs> you know oh gosh i
2: still every once in a while i'll see a yep. show on tv that my dad's watching and mm-hmm. i'll be like i know where that was filmed."
3: yep <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly i've been there. Oak,
2: Did yeah, be there oak Ranch.
3: golden yeah. oak ranch golden oak the the two goons are like, let's get out of here. The the main guys are dead. Let's get out. <laughs> so TP sees that uh, uh, Jordan's coming to to get in the car and he gets out and walks away very smartly. And uh, Lee lands his, his copter down, his gyrocopter down. And then Jordan takes off with the, the vehicle and Lee's shooting at it. And then the agents are coming at him and he's trying to get out of there. And then. TP's got him. Is this murder? That's
2: what I was thinking. And I I'm know. It now, like I never thought about it before, but legit TP yeah. left it in there, yeah. pushed the button, and
3: and smiled was- right beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean,
2: I think technically he can make the case he's being threatened by the, the
1: car is coming at him, but it was a little tenuous there. I don't
3: know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was agents there. The guy wasn't gonna get away, you know. But right. he definitely got his revenge, that's for sure. But yeah,
2: it it it, it kind of is,
3: <laughs> you know.
2: I uh, yeah, like I don't feel bad that the guy died. <laughs> no, but at no. the same time, he's yeah. still yeah, like mm-hmm. he, he basically
3: committed a
2: crime,
1: man. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: yeah, I was like smiling afterwards too. I know, no, the the big culprit. Uh, so Lee and Amanda are now in the closet elevator and he said that, uh, he heard from TP he's, uh, in, in Hawaii and he's suffering from his forced vacation. And, uh, he goes, I told him the review board ruled it justifiable homicide and the DA wants to take him out to lunch or something, you know, TP though, if it's not the, en- in the encyclopedia, he's not impressed. And she's like, well, at least he got what he wanted. Yeah. S- somebody dead. <laughs> I think she meant taking him down but so now they're heading toward the bullpen and Lee's getting called uh to talk to Billy and Amanda's getting called to talk to Francine and so they have to like split up
2: okay I like Francine's dress don't mm-hmm. like the
3: scarf it feels too stewardess <laughs> like, yeah for the 80s, 80s it's fine 80s. but yeah I see what it's you're saying kind of but I do sassy, like the dress
2: you know, like, it's sassy like Francine
3: yeah, I yeah, I do I like the so. dress and the color's gorgeous on her. Her yeah, brings I her blue love eyes. That blue. I like it. Yeah,
2: and no shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. and, and now pants. Amanda's yeah. back into
3: her white top and and very uh, tailored. And uh, Francine's asked how 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 it went, and she goes, "Oh, you know, as best as it could, I guess." I'm I'm just not sure I made the right decision, whether or not I did the right thing. She goes, "You think I did?" She goes, "You broke up with Lee." She goes, "It's for the best." He goes. Now I want to hear all about it. Was it really ugly? Did you have to have a big shouting match? Did you really give it to him really good? She goes, Francine, thank you. I took care of it. She goes, good. (laughs) And then she sighs and then looks over and Lee's looking at her and then winks at her and she just gives him a look like you. (laughs) Oh, that look. Mm. Do you think Francine is relieved because she's, she was truly concerned about Amanda or is it Oh, good. You gave it to him. You stuck it to him before he could stick it to you like she wanted to, probably years ago, right? That, yeah. The (laughs) latter.
2: It's probably like 10%. I'm glad Amanda
3: didn't get (laughs) it. Yeah. 90%, yes. Somebody stuck it to him. Yep. One Step for Womankind, right? Yeah,
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> Yeah. Well, in the script, uh, it's Amanda actually fibs a little bit more. Here in the, the film version, she kind of just, um, uh, it, it's more about omission. But in the script, she's a little bit more uh, of a liar. <laughs> and Francine <laughs> says, how are you holding up? She goes, just fine, Francine. And then remembers a ruse. She says, fine, all things considered. And she says, oh, no, what happened? She goes, nothing much, really. Fakes a sigh. Francine, I need somebody to talk to. I'm not sure I did the right thing. Did I? She goes, you broke up with Lee. She goes, it's for the best. Looking over Billy's shoulder to Amanda and Francine, who is already steering Amanda past Lee along the hall. Francine shoots Lee a neutral look. Then Soto to Amanda says, you're damn right it is. I want to hear all about it. Was it ugly? Did you have a big shouting match? Did you give it to him good? And Amanda says, oh, yes, I gave it to him real good. (laughs) While Francine asks, I know it's a lot of innuendo. (laughs) I wish they would have left it in and then reverse. While Francine asks questions, Amanda looks back over her shoulder and gives Lee a big wink and a smile. So Amanda gives the wink and smile, not Lee. I think I like Lee giving it to her. (laughs) Well, you know, what I mean, (laughs) all right, dirty dirty mind over there. (laughs) I like Lee giving her the wink and her going, now you behave kind of look. I think that's more fitting. Anyways, I, it was cute. It's not one of my favorites, uh, but it was cute. It, it's definitely, when I know what's coming, it's definitely not bad. Yeah. <laughs> At least Amanda was in it more than five minutes.
2: Yeah. I like, I like it because it's a TPS. Yeah,
3: I know. You always liked him. <laughs> He's sweet. Yes. He's one of the first ones we lost on the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Him and, and uh, Sam. Yeah. It's once again time for Dottie's Bookshelf. Good old Dottie has pulled some fan recommendations that tie into the episode Promises to Keep. Her first recommendation is Interference, written by Lainey Sullivan in December of 2014, and has about 3,300 words. Francine butted into Lee and Amanda's relationship, and boy, did they make her pay. Dottie's second recommendation is Partners in Crime by Vicki Three. The story was written in August 2004 and has about 3,000 words. Francine was hounding Amanda for details on the breakup with Lee, and they gave her quite a show. We hope you'll check out these stories, and if you enjoy them, let the writers know. As always, we'll provide links on our website in the show notes at mkcpodcast.com.
1: So following Donnie's bookshelf, we'll talk about the video fall where I identify some of the videos that tie into this episode. The first video is based on the song Secretly by Bobby Vinton and the video was put together by Westy Ray and this video celebrates all the secret flirting and of course keeping your relationship from others and it's especially fun to keep it from Francine so hope you enjoyed that video in honor of TP's last stand against Jordan we selected um, a video put together by Love K and based on the song Final Hour by X-Ray Dog this is a great action-packed video so you guys can enjoy a lot of scenes from other episodes as well. And rounding out our list of guest stars, we have a video for Dr. Smith, which is based on the song You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch by 30 Ravenscroft, with the video created by our very own Taya, TJ, and LVR. And as always, these videos can be found on YouTube, and we provided links to the videos in the show notes section of our website at mkcpodcast.com.
3: That does it for Promises to Keep. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to join us next time when we uncover the long-lost skeleton of Lee Stetson in Rumors of My Death. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
2: Bye. 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 Bye.